Chaos Reign. Chaos Reign presents Professional versus Stay at Home. What's the difference? Broadcast December the 26th, 2021. Enjoy. Talk Real Solutions hosted by Tyrone Thompson at TalkRealSolutions.com are the views of Tyrone Thompson and do not reflect the views of TalkRealSolutions.com, YouTube, or etc. The content here belongs to Talk Real Solutions and its many contributors. Views and opinions expressed by all contributors belong to them and not TalkRealSolutions.com or Tyrone Thompson, the host, or etc. All data and information provided on the site is for informational purposes only. Talk Real Solutions makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, 
suitability or validity of any information on this site and will not be liable for any errors, omissions, or delays in this information or any losses, injuries, or damages arising from its display or use. All information is provided on an as-is basis. In a world where there's crime, corruption, violence, murder, rape, theft, and all forms of atrocities that plague the world in which we live in today, what are you witnessing? We are living in a state of chaos, and it will take a greater or more extreme chaos to restore the order in which the world we live in today. Good evening, and welcome again to another addition here to the Chaos Rain channel. As you know, I go by name Chaos Rain. And today's stream, we're going to deal with the business side of things. And, you know, a look in towards, you know, motherhood, worker, etc. The things that, you know, I believe, and it's just me, that certain parts of the community look frowned upon on today's world. And as you know, there's a new term we call we call modernization. Modern man and modern woman. But before I give you the actual title of the stream, go to talkresolutions.com. There you see the three-point plan for, for black empowerment and black achievement. And under the three-point plan, you see a list of black established banks located everywhere in the United States of America. I think there's like maybe under 30 now. That's my check. Um, also, here on the TRS side of things, it's always good to start what we call an independent business, or we call a black-owned business. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a big one or a very lavish one. It, it's something that you could just find that you're good at or something you think the market is needed. Go in there, you know, apply, get your LLC, and, you know, take the risk and try something different and have a a tantal business on the side. Not no hustle. Not that nonsense what people are doing nowadays where they say, I do this on the side and you pay me and I do a service. I mean, as you know, 2012, I mean, sorry, 2022 is different now. And you cannot do what you've been doing now for the last couple of decades. You're going to have to eventually report everything. I mean everything. If you're doing a hustle on the side and you get money digitally, hand over phone, not fist because nowadays things are going electrical now. You know, digital currency. And I'm not talking about cryptocurrency. I'm talking about things like, you know, apps that you exchange from one bank account to the other to pay for things. That's where we are and that's where we've been, we're seeing and that's where we continue to have things in this 21st century we're in. So, like always, you know, start your own small old business today and, you know, get the cracking, get that money. On TRS website as well, I forgot to mention, there is the latest news, articles, and current events on the website as well. 
which you also could if you feel you like the information on the website or you like what's being done on the talk world solution side of things you could also um donate as little as five bucks to the channel itself so like i like i said all the information on the website go to talkworldsolutions.com and you know follow the page today also you could follow trs on facebook underscore or i should say talk world solutions on facebook the fan page the like page once you like the page you might get invited to the private chat room where everything goes in the dm i'm not talking about that type of dm if you know what i mean so you know, a lot of things go crazy, a lot of back and forth argument, talk about politics, life, etc. All that's in the DM side of the Facebook page of Talk World Solutions. So like the page on Facebook and join in in the action today. And last, Talk World Solutions also on YouTube as well. Same name, Talk World Solutions with the line, you know, you find the page on YouTube as well. Bunch of videos on there, a lot of videos on there, so you know, you might find something that you'll find that can be of entertainment or usefulness. Not like Chaos Ray Channel, but that's another story. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, you can subscribe to the page on YouTube and follow most of the channel's episodes. And me, you can follow Chaos Rain on YouTube as well. Type in Chaos Rain. And you can also follow me on Twitter as well at Chaos Rain the Seven on Twitter and you can now add me as a friend on Facebook as well Eric rain on Facebook now for the IG side of things I'm not sure if I'm going to create an IG page for this channel I'm still thinking about it eventually I might have to but like I said stay on lookout to subscribe to the channel oh when you subscribe to the channel make sure you hit the red button and the top bell for all uploads and notifications, what I do on Chaos Rain. And I also will put a Discord link somehow. Um, I got to figure out how to use Discord a little bit more because Discord is very helpful. So that's it. That's all. I'm not going to hold y'all time up. And let's get this information party started. <laughs> so now... The title, as I pull up the information. Hmm. Hold on, let me check if I'm on the YouTube side of things. Got to take a look. Ah, yes, I do. Okay. Go upload it now. Okay. Tonight's stream is titled Chaos Rain Presents Professional versus Stay at Home Woman. What is the difference? And today's stream I have hold on a second, let me do this. Yeah, I don't like that when they put pop up that nasty little um look like spam thing on the chat room. Anyway. As I open up the broadcast and open the lines for the very first time, um, the wife of one of my good friends, Paco Abrigo, the one, 
and only Miss Abrego Cheyenne. Hello? Are you there? Cheyenne. Yes, good evening. It's pronounced Cheyenne. Cheyenne, Cheyenne, yeah, Cheyenne, yeah. You know, with names, it's always repetition, Cheyenne, you know, until it sticks in your head and it feels like water. <laughs> ah, yes, and I see, oh, Miss, okay, let me open this line as well. Hello, Paco, are you there? Apocalypse? Yes, sir, I'm here. Yes. Dr. Black is in the building. Yes, Dr. Black. You know, I was hoping that you were going to call in a little later, but it's, I, I'll be lying too. I'll be quiet <laughs> until you're ready for me. I, I will let the interview go until you're ready. All right, excellent, excellent. All right. So, um, <clears throat> Mrs. Black, welcome for the first time on TRS. Um, before we go into this lengthy subject, I'd like to take a step back in time, which will jump into the present and hopefully move forward to the future. For the very first time on TRS, tell the people that's listening for the first time a little bit about yourself. Well, yes, my name is Shanae Brigo, Mrs. Black. Um, I am a professional woman. I um, graduated Embry-Riddle with a um, Bachelor of Science in Technical Management with a minor in Logistics. I did, uh, the reason why Logistics is I did um, 11 and a half years in the Navy, and I was a little deficient there, so it kind of just made sense to <laughs> continue on with something already I learned. And then um, I moved around, had a couple jobs, and now I am a lead logistician for NASA here in Alabama. So life is good. I am, like I said, I am a career woman. So, (laughs) yes, I've been doing um, logistics for about, uh, let's say, about 20 years. Is it over 20 years now? Yeah, right about 20 years. Okay, okay. But work for NASA, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's amazing. Nice, nice, nice. You know, it's very hard. A lot of people think that it, NASA is something easy that people could just get into, but people must understand it is actually something for people that are, you know, not only well-trained, but are experienced to get into NASA because it's the next stage of intergalactic um, travel, if I like to say so myself, because they're looking towards not just the Earth, but other planets. And they need yes, the best um, and the brightest to make this happen. Uh, yeah, the I'm day. actually the, the, the department, the lead department, department lead logistician, we're actually in the current um, phase of stacking the rockets, what they call as they're building it, getting ready for a launch. So we're hot and heavy. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is booked and busy, lots of hours. But, yes, yeah, and I enjoy it. I actually, I'm one of those people who actually enjoy what I do for a living. It's, it's, um, it's great to see, you know, how um, a rocket is built, you know, firsthand, how it's built, you know, piece by piece, step by step. I'm, I've been there from the beginning of this uh, launch that's coming up. So, yeah, this, it's great. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they take any concepts or ideas from the other men that, you know, deals with batteries in regards to how they deal with rockets now, the back and forth. Talking about Tesla. Elon Musk, he has shoot rockets up in the space now. So I'm not sure if NASA learned something here and there to improve or refine how people take off now. 
I mean, that's just a question. If you want to answer, that's fine. Not you know. Dr. Black? I, I do not work with Tesla. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. No, no, no. I, I'm responsible for getting all the different uh, NASA locations. There's different ones, uh, California, um, um, New Orleans, Houston. All those places come together, and they actually build the rocket in Florida. So my job is to actually communicate with each different installation, NASA installation, to piece together the rocket itself down in Florida. So I communicate with all the other centers. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So now to this very usual question, um, Mrs. Black, professional woman and a stay-at-home woman, is there really, um, how can I say, um, a difference in the modern era we're in today? Since things are so much change as we look at um, the workforce between men and women, especially women? That would be my first question. Can you rephrase the question one more time? I, okay. What do you mean um, by is, what's the difference? Because, like, okay, mm-hmm. let, let, me, let me say this. The, in each profession, whether it be a stay-at-home mom or a pro- professional work, meaning working outside the home, uh, mm-hmm. it's important to communicate, um, like an interview with the job, okay? What are your expectations? What, what, what do I get for, you know, this, from this company? So I think there's, there's a little bit more um, um, meat to, to the concept than just, you know, choosing to be a stay-at-home mom or choosing to work outside of the home, if that makes any sense. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And um, normally the question, because I hear from, you know, a lot of the fellas, they, I guess, made their complaints or issues that um, in regards to women today, because women work nowadays, that it seems to me that these guys have it together where they want their woman, if they're married or whatever the relationship between the two, that it seems they don't want their woman to really take on the career that they went for school, whether military or just school, school like university, and they invested time just to learn, just to fend for themselves, to now say to stop what they're doing, just to solely be just a, I guess, a stay-at-home mom. And it sounds good, but when I look at, because we live in America, and this is a capitalist system, that, you know, unless you're a man that's making like a whole lot a lot, lot of money, like really a lot of money, and I'm not talking about six figures, much beyond that. Do, you, do really these men really think that they can really hold a woman in the status we are today to have her stay home and make her just, you know, be a housewife and just neglect everything? She work herself up to the point, you know, to being in the career that she likes to do. Is that really realistic? Um, Mrs. Black? I, I, think, I, I, I do not think it's realistic. I do not think it's a realistic goal based on statistically, you know, the American family. I, I don't think it's realistic. Uh, let's, let's be very clear. You know, there's only, what, 2%, uh, the top 2% that make enough money to actually have a stay-at-home wife. And what I mean by a stay-at-home wife, to me, there, there's more, when I say the meat, here goes the meat. 
Um, mm-hmm. Stay-at-home wife, one, I, I'm a firm believer in a woman should have her own identity, meaning something that defines you, whether it be a career, whether it be a hobby, it needs to be something of that nature. It, being a mother should not define you as a woman. So mm-hmm. when I say stay-at-home mom is not realistic, most men cannot afford, or most families cannot afford to have one partner stay at home and still live a, let's say, a modern, a modern middle-class lifestyle, meaning mm-hmm. uh, you own a home, uh, you're not living check to check, um, there is money for vacations and uh, extracurricular activities. A lot of people don't have those type of, there's no, no, you know, I'm seeing credit card debt, you know, uh, a lot of mm-hmm. people don't have that, uh, that freedom to do it. So staying at home is not realistic because you're actually decreasing your, your earning potential, your family's earning potential, which would lead to a better lifestyle, better schools for children. So there is a, a thin line between can you afford for your wife to stay home or, or, or your spouse, let's, let's be politically correct, can you afford for your spouse to stay at home or are you guys barely making it check to check and you need to income? I, I wanted to, I, you know, my husband is listening in. He's probably laughing because I made notes because I am a professional <laughs> before, <laughs> before this broadcast started because there were things I wanted to bring up. And one of the things I said was um, communicate your wants, needs, desires to your partner prior to having children. What does, what does a stay-at-home mom look like to us? Not just to you, but to us, because we, we are in a relationship. So um, mm-hmm. is there uh, – ask. I, I'm a firm believer in, you know, a family pay themselves back. So, you know, you put money into your savings account. Then however yeah. your emergency funding looks like, you do that. And then I'm, I'm a firm believer in – Whoever's a stay-at-home parent should get some type of, let's say, allowance, stipend, whatever you want to call it, to do things that are just for them. Because usually the person who makes the majority of the money has their hobbies or whatever they do for them with the money that they make. So the stay-at-home parent, which is a job, should also have those same luxuries. So whether it be getting highlights for your hair, spa days with your friends, Manny and Petty's, you should get a weekly stipend. If you cannot allow that in your relationship, then it's not a reasonable expectation for that person to stay home. <laughs> what you're asking for is a, a live-in partner who will eventually resent the relationship because they don't have anything to identify themselves. They're staying at home. They're taking care of the children. We, we know about it all the time. They have no hobbies. They do nothing that makes them feel good other than taking care of the home. And that's not a good way to spend your life for anyone, especially a woman who has rights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, let me give the call number for those that will listen. Um, the call number for today's stream is 717-908-1834, access code 917-324-POUND. I repeat. 717-908-1834, access code 917324-POUND. Today's stream is titled Chaos Rain Presents. 
is professional versus stay-at-home woman. What is the difference? Um, one thing um, I've noticed, because um, me and Dr. Black, we did numbers of school debt. And I don't know if you caught that broadcast. And we look at the ratio of debt between, let's say, us as a people, which we were very high in the debt. It makes me think that if a person's taking the profession, right, and eventually they're in their field and let's say they want to have a family, we always leave out that we're going to be gathering each other's debt. So when I'm always hearing about the stay-at-home thing, um, it does sound good, but people forgot to say that one of the few things that hold people that feeling wealth is you accumulate too much debt. So it makes me think, do we really have a real plan of action, especially the man or whoever, in regards if we're going to take on this journey as a couple, that there are certain things that we have to will to build for for a better future, especially we know that children are going to be soon be involved in this union. So I would say my question that um, for, for women that's like in, in the field in their career, do, do they have to be really concerned about that um, if, they're take, if they're, let's say, they're looking to sell down that their mate might take on their debt? Um, is that something that, that discourages some of them in regards to that? Yes. Um, okay, go ahead. Yes, I think that's, that's, that's that to me, that's the, the one, one thing we cannot escape is, is, is debt and death. <laughs> Somehow, somewhere <laughs> we're going to, we're going to experience both of them. Let's be realistic. You know, yeah. majority of us are not born with a silver spoon in our mouth. Some of us have had to, you know, endure some hard times to get where we were. I know I had to. So I'm speaking from it, you know, from experience, but, um, Yes, being able to control your debt as, a, as an individual before you enter a relationship is, is very valuable. I, don't, I, I personally would not recommend anyone who, who, who took out any student loans to think about creating a family until you've created a, a debt-free plan with those student loans. That's, that's an unrealistic goal Uh-oh. for you to stay at home. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, for you to stay at home, and be married to someone, and now you have, let's just, just throw a number out there, $65,000 in debt. He's making, let's just, or a, a, a realistic number, he's making, let's just say, $80,000 a year. You have $65,000 in debt, and that's, that's probably about six $700 a month in payments for student loans. You guys don't have it, and you definitely don't have it to be thinking about children and having additional mouths to feed. A family is the last thing you should be considering when you have $65,000 in debt. The family is the last thing. The fam- uh, having children is the last thing that should be on your mind. Getting out of debt should be the first one. And, you know, it's interesting, and I don't want to reference a consecrated that y'all familiar with, KS. He mentioned about, say, if a man, let's say a man is either making, let's say, 50, 60, or even, let's say, over six figures. Some of them always keep back in mind, say, some of you ladies, do go to school, and either you finish or not, you're going to accumulate debt, regardless of what degree you got your, um, that you accumulate is debt for. And a man has to really compensate that. And not saying a man that's doing real well, that making real money won't do that, but he always got to keep in mind, say, you already come in it in a hole. 
and you look to somebody to get you out of the hole. And like always, you said, um, Mrs. Black, you should try at least get your debts in control as best as possible before you even go into, you know, thinking of, you know, looking to be, find a um, mate, getting married, and possibly having kids, especially a man that's going to marry. Chaos, that can I say something real quick? Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. Black. Yeah, so like, my wife made a great point, and you're, you're leading on a point I just wanted to add to to it. So I want everyone to know it is possible to not to graduate without student loan debt. So one of the things that allows my wife and I to enjoy uh, a lifestyle that our peers uh, don't enjoy is because we both graduated college at the exact same time uh, together in the same graduation from the same school with no debt because we allowed our military service to pay for our college. So we graduated college and the military paid for our whole degree. And we both have over a hundred thousand dollar degree. Our degree for the average person would have cost like a hundred and twenty thousand. It's like, you know, thirty nine thousand dollars a year to go to our school. Yeah. Easily easily a hundred thousand, maybe a hundred and twenty thousand. And we served in the military honorably and we allowed the military to pay for our schooling. And I told my daughter who's currently an active duty military person, I said you have two choices in high school, I said you have two choices. You can get a scholarship or you can go to the military. And that's the two choices that everyone has. I know a lot of people try to pretend, and you and I talked about this already. I like to reiterate. A lot of people pretend the military is not for everyone. That's not actually, that's not true. Do you know what shouldn't be for everyone? Student loan debt shouldn't be for everyone, and everyone has it. So I don't want to hear anyone tell me about how the military is not for you because you made an option, you made a different choice to have student loan debt that's crippling. Their number one and number two things that causes bankruptcy in America are student loans, number two, and health care, number one. So clearly, mm. you can get yourself into debt. And so don't tell me that an option that is open to you is not an option so that you can take a bad option, which is getting into student loan debt. The same academics, the same brain power that you use to go to a university and graduate and get that student loan debt is the same brain power you could use for the military. The only difference is, like my daughter is learning right now, the military pays you for that brain power. You get a check on day one in the military, whereas as a regular college student, you ain't getting no check. The college is never going to pay you diddly squat. All they're going to do is take your money for decades to come. If you graduate from a Division One college with $100,000, let's just say $50,000, you're going to be paying that $50,000 back for 15 years. $100,000, you're going to be paying it back for 30, 40 years. Oh, wow. So you have, yes, that's how long it takes a normal person. Absolutely. It takes a person. That's why bankruptcy, second cause of bankruptcy is student loan debt because people are paying it for decades with an S, not just 10 years for 20, 30, 40 years. And that's because we're telling ourselves these ridiculous things like the military is not for everybody. The military is for everybody who doesn't want to have student loan debt. And if you can manage it without it, I will admit there's more than one way than just the military. You can also read Dave Ramsey's book. I'm going to plug it because he has a very conservative, very hardcore methodology on how to get your debt under control. So my wife just said, if you have student loan debt, you're going into a relationship, you just got married, you should work on that debt before you have children. Dave Ramsey, I'm sure, would agree. Now, he's the type of person that says have a bunch of kids because he's very ultra-religious. Religion is not interesting to me. The point is mm-hmm. how you manage your debt. And his book explains how to get your debt under control. And like my wife said, have the right plan. We all need to have plans, but we also need to have the right plans at the right time. And if you just got married and you both have student loans, your first plan should be how to get rid of those student loans before you bring children into this world. I'll, leave, I'll, I'll give it back to you two 
and your wonderful interview. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Black. Thank you. Thank you. And, and like I said, um, this is something that we did cover, Dr. Black, and now when I look at that, um, your wife is giving real honest clarity that, you know, it is the role of not only the man but the woman. If you're carrying on like that, you should try to expunge that as much as possible, depending on your degree. Now, we all know most degrees, if you remember, Dr. Black, you remember, what was the top degree that most of our people take? Is not any in the three areas that no say if you're taking loans, this is more effective paying off a debt at a more better rate than taking some little minor um, frivolous bachelor's degree in some low-level skill that's really... I don't, remember the, I don't remember the top degree. I remember we were talking about different degree skills, and we all know mm-hmm. I had mentioned that if you, if you get a bachelor's in art, if you get a BA, a BA if you get a BA, mm-hmm. if you get an art... Uh, singing, music, all of those degrees don't pay. You know, even yeah. if you, if, even if you're a, uh, if you get a, if you get a music degree and you're going to, most likely you're a teacher. The few people who are the highest end with music degrees are people who, you know, they are singing on Broadway or they're into acting and so on. And they have student loan debt for all those years before they become an A-list actor or a B-list actor and they get their first big six-figure payoff. But most people aren't actors. Most people aren't in the entertainment world. Most people with those regular degrees go right into the working field and, and they're, they're your local elementary school music teacher, middle school music teacher, high school music teacher, making $40,000 a year, and they're going to definitely be in debt for the next 40 years paying back that degree. So I forgot what we said were the highest paying, but I do know right now currently the highest paying degrees are anything engineering. Yep. Uh, of course, doctor, but doctor, medical doctor, but doctor, medical doctors, have to do 12 whole years. So you're not even talking about a bachelor. So that's a different category when you're doing 12 yeah, years yeah, to become yeah, right. a doctor. Yeah, that, so that's, that's a different category. But if you do anything engineering, including the engineers that my wife works with 24-7 uh, with NASA, mm-hmm. you do anything electrical engineering, but you could also do um, robotics mm-hmm. and uh, those degrees in robotics engineering, basically STEM. STEM is where you get paid. I was telling a young person this the other day. I'm in a mentorship mm-hmm. group. Get a STEM degree. I say this to all the ladies. Get a STEM degree. Women are so great at school. Get a STEM degree. Stop getting these traditional degrees in nursing and music and art. They don't pay. Get a STEM degree mm-hmm. where you're going to get paid possibly, you know, six figures in your first five years. Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to worry about your student loan debt as much, and you can set yourself up for that family that you want. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Mrs. Black, you there? I'm here. Yeah. Um, let me take this first call before we continue the conversation. All right, caller, I hope you're lying. Who's this? Hey, Gary, how are yes. you? This is Mr. I'm Solution, good. how are you? I know Mr. Solutions. Great. Look, uh, I agree with, the, with what the gentleman just said with, with a couple of addendums. Uh, people in the medical field, they can look at going to another country. The American Medical Association uh, plays a game with people, and they jack up the price of becoming uh, a, a physician. The other thing is, now, I had some student loan debt, but I was able to negotiate it with them and pay it off. I called up the lender. Now, that was a few years ago, but, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a whole lot, but it, it, it was some. And I wasn't cognizant that it takes 40 years. I, I know, I knew it took half that time. So student loan is, is a major issue, and I think I heard him say that student loans 
and medical debt is the major cause of uh, a bankruptcy. I think I heard him say that. But uh, he's right. Student loan debt is is, is horrific, and uh, it's over a trillion dollars. I mean, uh, it just it just it just uh, makes people go crazy. You know, with all that debt. Now, one of the things I purport, uh, propose rather is, is getting out of debt. That's very important. Sometimes you may have to work a couple of jobs, and uh, if you offer them a certain amount of money, uh, they will reduce it. If, if, you, if you negotiate it with them, I don't know if he will concur with that or if he has spoken on that, but I, I know that's, uh, that's possible. I did it, and I know other people have done it, but uh, he's right. Debt is a killer. Uh, it's the major cause of health problems, believe it or not, because the stress of debt uh, looms over one's head, and, and it, it's something that they constantly deal with. So um, those were just a few points I wanted to share. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah, so I, 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 we agree. I, I totally agree with the caller, uh, Mr. Solutions. We, we agree with, we, I don't have any um, complaints with him. I, was, I did say that student loan debt is the number two right after um, medical debt, uh, those bankruptcy Americans. But I was saying uh, the, the only difference that we have is he has a plan after the fact where if you get into student loan debt, he says, get some jobs, work with Fannie Mae, get out of it. My solution, if I may, is it just a different solution? And I admit, I respect people's point that the military is not for everyone. But my solution is figure it out before you get into student loan debt, before you go to college, before you sign the papers, before you do the application, before you have that debt looming. Understand your plan to get out of that debt. And that's pretty, pretty much what Dave Ramsey would say, who is the leading um, – he's not an official financial advisor, but he's a leading in the genre of financial advice to American. He has the best-selling books. He's worth over $100 million. I think he's closer to $200 million he sells. He's a best-selling author 10 times over. So his whole thing is have a plan before, and that's what I'm adopting. I don't agree with everything he says, but I'm telling people, you're in high school, you have children in high school, set the plan out with them before you sign, because that's what you do in the rest of your life, right? When you're going to go buy a car, you plan how to, you budget for that car. You don't just say, all right, I'm going to buy a car and hope for the best, and I'll pay it whenever I can. That's not how it works. So why would we, why do we encourage, why do we have a whole system where we tell kids to go to college and figure out how to pay it after the fact. What, how, how much sense does that make? So, so me and Mr. Solutions agree, get that debt paid. I'm just saying you have more success getting it paid when you plan ahead. My solution was to go to the military and let them pay for it. Another solution I told my daughter, get a, a college scholarship. And to, to one last correction, he was saying he didn't know it was, it was, 20, it was more than 20 years to pay it back. If you go to a Division I university like LSU, my daughter was looking at that. Well, we were in, we were out, we were out of D.C. So if you go to LSU out of D.C., guess what? You're out of state. So guess what that is? You're going to be paying out of state. You know how much out of state for LSU is? I can imagine it's like almost like 20 grand extra. Maybe? It's $38,000 a year, 2019. $38,000 a year. Wow. It's um. not okay. <laughs> There's nothing okay about that. So you're looking at $120,000 debt. So I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll be straight. I don't need that in my life. But I told my daughter, if you, if you want to go there, you, get a, you have to have gotten a scholarship. She didn't get a, a full ride, so she ended up going to the military. And guess what? When she decides, if she decides to go to LSU and let the military pay for it, she'll have zero 
she would be paying zero out-of-pocket costs, at least for her bachelor's degree. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would much rather zero versus 120000 Okay. Yeah, yeah Gary, I, right. have, I have one other comment, if that's okay. Yeah, I want to continue. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree with the gentleman uh, 100%. I would just add, again, a codicil. And that is, he spoke about the military. I've often uh, said that very thing myself. The only thing is, is that uh, the military is kind of squirrely. Now, it'll chew you up and spit you out. Uh, it'll grind you to powder. That's, that's the culture of the military. But what I would say regarding the military, I would say make sure you get it in writing, whatever... Um, whatever field you're going to pursue. And the other thing in the military, uh, unlike civilian life, uh, attitude and character uh, plays a huge role. If you, you've got to be in good with your company commander, which I was. And uh, they, like he said, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's a sweetheart deal. That is, your company commander will allow you uh, a certain amount of time on military time to actually pursue your education. I think one has to keep at least a C average. Uh, many of your airline pilots, uh, because uh, flight school is so expensive, they, um, uh, you know, either get trained, they get training in the military, whether it's Navy, Marines, whatever, but they have to give a few years to the service in order to compensate them for that uh, huge uh, benefit, as it were. But I would say in the military, you have to keep your nose clean. Uh, you, you have to learn military culture, and you can't get into trouble. Otherwise, those particular benefits are off the table. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't know your guest's name. I, I didn't hear his name. But uh, I, I think it's good Dr. to speak Black. on that, too. One has to be very disciplined in the military. You, you, you can't yeah, get I, an I, Article I, 50. I, excuse me. I, I just want to say, as a person who's serving in the military, a person who's a professional, wouldn't that concept, wouldn't that mindset apply to any profession? You know, being on time. The military, what, what, not as much. Still, doesn't mean it does not apply. Right. And what well, I mean by does. saying it that, I, and what I mean by saying that, I don't know. I don't know too many professions where you you don't have to accountability, meaning you don't have to. Unless you're an entrepreneur, you know, that's a whole different category that we're talking about. But I'm talking mm-hmm. about those people who have to work, you know, for a living, who, who work for somebody else. You have accountability. You have to be there at a particular time. You have uh, most, most jobs have a particular dress code, if not all jobs. The military is no different than any other job. It all depends on my concept, and this is, this is strictly me, how you look at it. When I was okay, in the military, it was a means to an end from my childhood and transition to adulthood. So I didn't look to the military as um, a, a bad thing. It was bad in the situation I was in. And, and it gave me the tools, and I already had accountability. I had, you know, jobs before I went into the military. But the military taught me that, that accountability, that showing up, being present, um, being coachable, those things are highly encouraged and highly favorable in the civilian world, and that's why a lot of civilian companies prefer a person who was in the military because you already have that mindset. It's not something I have to teach you, and that's something that college doesn't necessarily teach you. No professor's ever calling you and telling you 
you have a 9 a.m. class. They don't care if you're there or not. They get paid whether you're there or not. The military teaches you the consequences of your actions. If you're not here at this time that we agreed upon, then there's consequences. That's throughout life. The Mm. military teaches you life lessons. And if you're willing to learn them, they take you far. Now, when it comes to politics and stuff like that, listen, you don't have to engage in those things. Yes, some of those things you can't avoid. But if you go in there with a plan like you do anything else in your life, hey, my our oldest daughter, she's 21 years old. You know, she did six years. Why did she do six years? One, it gave her extra pay going in, gave her an extra leg up, gave her more money in her pocket, gives her a, a, a better chance at succeeding at her job because she's already there in a senior airman position. So those things are helping her. We, six years, you don't have to do no more than six years. That is a plan. So within those six years, what are you going to do outside? How is your job going to translate into the civilian world? She's already understanding how to be on time, how to be present, how to be coachable, how to be respectable. Those things are important that the military teaches you that you learn while getting paid. You can't beat that. Mm-hmm. You can't beat that. Mm-hmm. So what are you saying, Ms. And, uh, and I would say for those who say it's hard, you have to ask yourself, why was it hard? Is why was it hard? What made the military so hard for you? And if you take personal accountability, you would say some of those things I could have changed, not the military. It wasn't the military. It was me. Personal accountability is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mrs. Black. And one thing that I like about the military, and I'm not sure if I tell you this, cause I told um, Paco this, um, Cheyenne. Um, there was something that I have two friends that were part military, and they wrote what they called the Great Faulkner Initiative. Great Faulkner Initiative, and it's a a plan of action. For mostly, it was written for men, but also women could apply same way. That there's a strategy plan that they want a set of our people to be in certain in, in industries. I mean, sorry, industries, so that way to really change the political climate for people that's been here in America for centuries that you have to be into institutions of power. The three branches of institutions that stay and will always remain in power and function if any collapse happen is the military, police, firefighter, and we could say EMT. So most of our people, because we don't harbor those other three, we could harbor the military because most of our freedoms was granted by serving in the military. And one thing that puts clarity, what I'm saying, a book called um, American Negroes Slave Revolts, there was a section, a sentence, saying that most Negroes that fought under the government, like fought in military, were granted freedom. So it lets you know, say, that's where most of our people should be on in mass numbers. If you want freedom, you need to be in the highest of all institutions, which is the military. And you know what, if I can piggyback off of that, if I can piggyback off of that, the military goes straight into, if you look at EMTs, all first responders, 50% mm-hmm. of them are, are prior military. 50% of, EM, of first responders, firefighters, police officers, EMTs, are veterans. We know that. The VA keeps a record. We talk, a lot of people talk about it. If you ever go to, they have groups, they talk about it. Secondly, if you look at, the politics section. So you're going, let's say, if you're in the military, we'll be in the middle. If you, if you go laterally to, to first responders, 
but let's say you go higher because the people who are in charge of the military based on our constitution are the civilian oversight. So you look at civilian oversight, politicians and government positions, 50% of them are veterans. If you look at them, they talk about it every time they run for office. I served in this, I served in that. I'm a Vietnam era veteran. I'm a Colin Powell just passed away. Uh, we just, we talk about all these other yeah. new age people who are, who are a Gulf war, uh, not, not the first Gulf war, second Gulf, Iraq war veterans. That's a big thing. So the military, like you're saying, according to your friend's books, the branches we need to be in, uh, the industries we need to be in, the military is a stepping stone to all of those industries, from military straight into first responders, police officers, yep. firefighters, EMTs, or up into politicians yeah. and government workers. That, that's, it's a stepping stone. So we need to stop saying the military is not for me because it's giving so many people the power like you're talking about to do what they need to do. It doesn't have to be for life. It can be a stepping stone. Your um, Mr. Solutions has a concern that you have to be friends with your, or you have to be good with your company commander. When he served, it was different. In, two, in the 2020s, all you have to do is show up work on time, do what you're told quietly, and you don't even have to do any extra because it's a VA benefit. It's called the Post 9/11 GI Bill. Yes, yep. you can go to school during you can go to school during your military time. It's called TA tuition assistance. They give you a couple semesters while you're at work. But if you don't do any time on active duty and you get out and you can go take your post 9-11 GI Bill and get your whole degree afterwards. So even if you didn't like your company commander, even if you weren't getting along in the military, just get an honorable and get your, you get your, your, your post 9-11 and they literally pay you cash. They pay you money and send you to school for free. You cannot beat it. Whether you like your company or not. So these options exist today. And your friends wrote a book on how we should be there. So that's more to my point that I'm saying. Don't say the military is not for everyone. See if it's for you. If you don't have a medical condition to stop you, you have no excuses. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say, I, w- I want to add to that saying, mm-hmm. and this is, just, this is my own personal way of looking at it. It's a joke. <laughs> my family always says I have a little bit of a dark humor. But uh, we were, as African Americans, we, we were promised 40 acres and a mule. <laughs> I don't know about you. But I know my, I, I have not met anybody in my family in, in generations who ever got their 40 acres in a meal. What we can do is make sure that we don't enter this world at a disadvantage, meaning student debt, Correct. student loan debt. We, you know what I'm saying? And, and if that means that you have to, to serve the country or, 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 or do whatever you need to do to get your financial, let's quote unquote, freedom from student loan debt, four years, that's nothing. That's nothing. And you get paid while you're doing it. And that's the, and that's the, that's the greatest caveat. You get paid while you're doing it. You get free medical. Now, of course, you, you, you pay for it, but it, it's provided to you. You have access to it. Mm-hmm. We have to change the way you look at things and, and, and make it, instead of looking at the negatives or the what happens, let's look at the positives. What are the things I can get from these things? Both of my daughters, my youngest one, 13 years old, our youngest one is 13 years old. She's already conditioned in the minds of the military because she understands that she knows what financial freedom in a sense of no student loan debt, being able to have disposable income and do things looks like because she, her parents don't have any student debt, student loan debt. Right. And Gary, uh, one, one follow-up point, uh, if I may. Um, you know, you know I, I, uh, Mr. Solutions, I have to take this next call. So if sure. you want, you can raise your hand. Um, let me take a okay. call, see who else this is. All right, thank you. All right, caller, uh, open line, who's this? 
This is Miss Lady. I've just been listening. This is a very interesting topic. Okay. About the military. Do you have questions? And... Do you, do you... Well, actually, it's really yeah. the title. Well, I... if you didn't look... mm-hmm. What's Go the ahead. title? The title, Miss Lady, is Professionalism and Wife. Let me make sure. <laughs> I should know the name. It's titled um, Professional versus Stay-at-Home Wife. I mean, Stay-at-Home Woman. Is there a difference? Meaning, oh. um, yeah. So we just, we're, that's well, the real I, okay. focus of the show. I, okay. Then I just want to say one thing about the military, because I know someone who got his bachelor's degree from a top school, right, public school. Then he went into the Navy and he served how many times you have a year? I'm not sure how many years you got to be in the Navy. But he got out, like, after four or five years. He's now in dental school, his third year. His dental education is being totally paid for. He has no student loan debt. He's going to be graduating soon. He gets his monthly, he gets a monthly check or something. And because he lives in a very expensive city, he actually gets quite a bit of money so that he can pay his rent and have money left over. And that's what the being four or five years in the Navy did for him. So it's either, you know, you can, you know, I'm, and it wasn't all peaches and cream either. But he had a plan, and he knew what he was in there to do. And, I mean, that's financial freedom. He's going to make good money coming out, no debt. And, you know, he's on his way, going to be on his way. Um, But in terms of stay-at-home mom or professional women, both of it's work. It's hard work. And I I take my head off to stay-at-home mothers. That's a job. That's, That's a job and a half. And not everybody's cut out to do it. I'm going to be honest. That's a very, it's a 24-7 job, no days off, unless you have someone that, you know, that can babysit for you sometime. Um, you're, it's, it's continuous. Cooking, cleaning, taking care of children, seeing after the social calendar, the birthday parties, the this, the that, all of that. Uh, shopping, house, housework. Of reminding people of appointments, of making appointments for folks, it's it's not an easy job. And if you're going to do it well, and not sit your kids in front of a TV set all day, if you're going to do it the right way, I take my hat off to those mothers. And I've seen the results of good mothering, but they had a husband with good resources, so they didn't have to worry about the finances. That makes all the difference. You, I, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to say this to you and, and to all the people out there. If, if you do not have, if your, if your significant other does not have the resources, staying, stay at home, stay at home, being a stay at home mom is, is not ideal. You're, you're financially, you're putting your family in a, in a, a bind that's unnecessary, especially if, if you've made a plan, you have some type of career, some type of, uh, um, monetary contributions to the household, but I don't believe that to stay at home also means to struggle. That They, they don't go together. Oh, that no, makes no I, I agree with you. I absolutely agree. I mean, you know, I'm a professional person. 
you know, I have a sister who's an attorney. I have, you know, there's very professional people in my family. My mother was a registered nurse. She worked. So I understand all of that. However, I've seen where women, the woman, particularly one whose husband is uh, a physician, he makes very good money. <laughs> and she was fortunate so that when her children were younger, she was a registered nurse, she could stay with her children. Her children were exposed to everything you can think of. When they were five years old, they were on computers, and people didn't even have computers. And uh, so foreign languages, golf, swimming, tennis, uh, uh, vacation, just exposed to so much. Now, one is a physician, and the other one, she got her master's and something I forget, but she's doing well. So I, can, I, so I have a question to you. Older, After those the ch- professional the, women the got um, older, hold on, let me see. when the children got older, she uh, went back and got, I think, a master's degree, and she's teaching part-time. But she said it didn't make sense for her, it was a joint decision, to continue to work part-time because they were just giving the money to the IRS. So okay. they're together. They're very, they're very wealthy. They're very happy. Their children are successful. It worked for them because they were on the same page. And that's where it is. And that's, that is the key point, communication, making sure that you and your significant other are on the same page and have a plan and, you know, goals. I, I, I don't believe you should be a stay-at-home mother forever. I think you should, you know, be a stay-at-home mother to the kids, you know, go to school, and then, you know, do something that's that, – and let's be clear, working or having hobbies, active hobbies, keeps us healthy. It's for your own personal health. It has nothing really to do with your significant other. That's why I say hobbies can also be part of that. Um, you're staying at home and you're doing, you know, other things. But you need to do things for your own personal health and getting up and being active and doing something, having accountability, responsibility every day. It, it's, it's, the, it's the most logical and healthy thing to do. All right, Miss Lady. I agree. I have you should have your I, I, own, Ms. your own Ms. Lady? thing, you know, as well. Miss mm-hmm. Lady. You're always cutting me off. Bye. No, don't do that. Don't be disrespectful. Please, respect respect the show. Respect me as the guest. I don't mind checking on your line, Miss Lady, but you do this every night, and it's very dis- disgusting to me. I mean, we're here to have the conversation. If I was going to say something, I was going to say, you know, I want to see, take the next line. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, Miss Lake. Please, don't do that to me. But anyway, we're going to move on because we're not going to let that be a distraction. Oh, the call number for tonight's show, sorry about that, people, is 717-908-1834, access code 917-324-POUND. I repeat, 717-908-1834, access code Nine one seven three two four pounds. Tonight's subject: Chaos Rain presents professional versus stay-at-home woman. What is the difference? With Miss Mrs. Um, Black. Um. One thing before I take the next call to ask you, um, Mrs. Black. Do you? Um, I would say no, not believe that today's um, modern women don't really know to really balance between work at work and at home. 
if they if they ever know how to or they just don't really desire to really learn how to. It once if they are like married and they still work a job. Do you think they really have a real clear understanding how to really balance between the two? That's my question. You can uh, yes, you can have a I think you can do it. I, I <laughs> go back to communication. What does work life balance look like in your relationship? You know, it's not a individual's responsibility to create work-life balance in a relationship. You're in a relationship with two people. What does work-life balance look like in the relationship? Um, how do we both work collectively to achieve work-life balance? In my home, I like to cook. That's my hobby. Like, that's my newfound hobby. I, I like to cook. I, I like mm. things to taste a certain way. So... I look up recipes. I do all kinds of stuff, but I, I do the cooking in my home. Uh, my husband, you know, he, he washes the dishes. Um, my husband does the laundry. I do the grilling. Like, it, it, but it works for us. Like I said, it, there's no blanket um, um, work-life balance. I, I would say checklists for your relationship. It, it, you have to tailor it best for your relationship. I work from home. I'm home all day long. So most of the time I'm doing a lot of, you know, little, little things at home, getting, you know, getting, you know, the food ready, you know, to be prepped or, or making sure, you know, um, the, the baby comes home on the bus on time. And I do those little things because I'm at home. However, if I wasn't at home, we would communicate how we Come on. Wait, hold on a second. Is that my phone? It looks hold on. Wait, um, Kako, you there? Kako, hello? Y'all hear that? Yes, I heard that now. <laughs> what is that? Um, Kako, you there? Is, is that a, a interruption? Like I don't know before. what that was. I never heard that, that before. That sounds like an interruption. Like somebody listens to his line or something. Because that's an interruption. Could that just pause the whole... You might have to repeat that, um, Mrs. Black. That's weird. I never... <laughs> oh, okay. So I was saying, I don't know what, what, what's all her, but I was saying that the, the concept of work-life balance needs, needs to be identified and how it looks um, between whoever is in the relationship. It's both partner's responsibility to communicate what work-life balance looks like in their relationship and how each one can, can contribute to achieve it successfully. So it is, in, in short answer, yes, it is possible for uh, uh, the modern-day woman to have work-life balance, but it is impossible if she does not communicate it with her partner and they come to some type of agreement in a relationship. If you're single, it doesn't matter, but if you're in a relationship, that's something that you guys need to communicate. And I'm, I'm starting to find more and more, more that a lot of relationships are, lack communication from the beginning, from the start. You don't wait for problems arise before you start communicating. You communicate things ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Good, 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 good. Let me see who else raised their hand. And I apologize. If y'all heard that, I don't know what that is. So. I raised my hand. Uh, yeah. All right. Caller, open your line. Who's this? Yeah, Gary, this is Solution again. Did you mean to open my line? Yeah, you raised your hand, so I'm not sure if you have another question. Before I could well, not, not, I wanted to add, because I was particularly triggered by this student loan debt 
And I dealt with that, and, and I had a, a few more suggestions. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if this has been referenced, but a lot of uh, companies like uh, Walmart, uh, Amazon, uh, P&G, uh, GE, General Electric, they have internships, and that's a way for a person to get on the fast track to management. Uh, now, a lot of times, and even in, in the government, in the U.S. government, people have to be willing to move, but that virtually eliminates um, – uh, debt, especially in terms of an advanced degree, but that is a, I think, a, a wonderful way to get training, and uh, you know because you enter as an intern and they train you per their corporation's uh, personality and uh, that sort of thing. So I just think that's something that's phenomenal for a person to look into, and sometimes they will actually pay off all or a great portion of one's uh, student loan. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You know that. You know, uh, I remember one of my family members did mention that if you work for a corporation, they would help pay off the student loan. But usually I don't really bank on that because that sometimes it's not always given or guaranteed, depending on what um, career you're choosing. You know, um, not saying it's a bad idea, but like me, like any person, I always like to go for institutions that will, like, talk to me, talk about, that will pay um, while you learn, then, you know, just hopefully that you go to a job and they find you, they like what you do and they will eventually pay the rest of your tuition. I, 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 I want to take that route in the long term because, let's be honest, most corporations, if they're not going to take anybody that's intern that is going to hire and pay off your debt. That, that's not for the long run, for anybody that's, you know, working a job or working on to their career, to their career job. So, but that's good. It's good. Can I say something, Mr. Chaos? Yes, go ahead. So the question was, can women manage their professional life with their, with the home life? And of course women Mm -hmm. can. And my wife said it's about communication and that's important. But I'm concerned about advocating for, I'm not a fan of the idea of stay-at-home uh, moms. I know people like to say, ah, oh, stay-at-home moms is a really hard job. It's really difficult. It's really important. And, I mean, I guess. But to, it's not 1960 anymore. I, I, you and I and my wife are uh, a part of the first generation of children who raise their damn self. So I'm not buying this, mm. how critically important it is for women to, for a person to stay home and raise a kid because we weren't afforded that. We, people can't tell us about our experiences. No one can tell you about your experience. People can listen to your experience, accept it or not. So no one can tell me who experienced raising myself. My wife calls it being a latchkey kid. We're the first children who had a key to the house and, and came home and taught ourselves how to do our own homework and learn how to cook extra young with no one to teach us. We just kind of picked up the pieces together and we did everything until our parents got home late at night because they had to work all day. No one can tell me that today's children have to have a stay-at-home mom when we're a generation of people two generations ago who didn't have that. So then if we know for a fact that it's not a requirement, yes, it would be better. Obviously, it's better to have a parent in the household. But it used to be a requirement. Before the 1950s, it was a standard way of thinking for the culture. Now, 
it's not standard. So now it's a choice you could make. You have an option. It's not set in stone. So now that we know you have a choice, I can't see how I'm going to encourage my daughters to be like, you know what? Ever thought about being a stay-at-home mom? I can't see it. I can't see it because I don't see the benefits of it. You have to tell me why on earth anyone would want to stay at home instead of going to, going to work. And, and I say it's about power. We're in a capitalist society, like you said. You got to pay mm-hmm. the cost to be the boss. Why would a woman say, I want my man to be the boss and I just stay at home and do whatever he comes up with? Or why would you say I need to be defined by what a man calls me if a man calls me his wife? Like, uh, wh- why is that a thing? Why aren't you defined by your profession like everybody else? Are we going to act like we don't know that everyone is defined by your profession? No, everyone asks you, what do you do? What is it you do? I'm a lawyer. I'm a doctor. I'm a teacher. I'm a singer. I'm a, I'm a dancer. I'm an electrical engineer. So why would you say I'm a stay-at-home mom? Why is that an acceptable definition of, of you and what you do? Why, why aren't you saying I'm a, I'm a lawyer or a doctor like everybody else? And, once, and, and this is the real thing that I keep thinking about. Once you raise your kids, Everybody knows you have 2.5 kids. Americans have 2.5 kids. So once you raise those 2.5 kids after daggone, you know, 17 years, then what? 20 years, then what? You're going to be alive, hopefully, longer than that. Then what are you going to be? After you raise your kids and you're a stay-at-home mom, what are you, what are you then? Yeah, so I, I understand you can question. do it. I understand that you can be it. I understand it's an option, and I respect human beings inherently. What I don't see is the value. I think whether you admit it or whether you respect stay-at-home moms or not, you can't put the same value on it. And I think we need to talk about this. You cannot put the same value on being a stay-at-home mom that you used to when a stay-at-home mom was a requirement. Today's women can choose it, and very few of them can choose it, but you can choose it. And what's the point of you choosing it? Why would you choose that? What have you accomplished by choosing to be a stay-at-home mom? What benefits do you get being a stay-at-home mom versus being a lawyer, being a doctor, being an electrical engineer, being a, a lotistician or, or a lead lotistician at NASA? How, how is being a stay-at-home mom better than that? I, I don't see it at all, and I would need someone to tell me that before they tell me that I should tell other young ladies to do this because as a stand, when I mentor, I'm not telling any girls to be a stay-at-home mom. Because the, the other point is you're giving up your power. And so you may or may not agree, but you're giving up your power. You give up that power to your partner, man or woman, and what did you get in exchange for that power? You got to hang out at the house? Why is that so great? I just and don't I, see I would why say to add, so great. I said to add to that, I would say your financial financial stability, let's talk about, let's talk about finances. They're, they're very important. And, you know, and we, we talk of, you know, we two out of three marriages in a divorce, you know, nowadays. But let's, let's we always don't talk about, unfortunately, uh, uh, women or, or spouses who become widowed for whatever reason. COVID has taught us a lot of different things. You need mm-hmm. to be able to take care of self. And that's, it's, yeah. that's important. Financially take care of self. Because. You know, you don't plan on, when you get married, one, you don't plan on getting divorced. Two, you don't plan on yourself, you know, dying, passing yeah. passing on before time. So financial stability, I, I, I will say from, from um, experience, my grandfather died hmm, 30, almost 30 years ago. 
And uh, he was he put my grandma in the position where she didn't have to work. However, these days, this day and age, a lot of spouses don't put their spouse in a position to where they don't have to continue working, you know, once they pass on. So that's something also, if you're a widow at 30, let's just say 35, male or female, how are you going to take care of yourself? How are you going to feed yourself? How are you going to continue living maybe 40 or 50 years with self? How are you going to provide for self? Being mm-hmm. a professional, having something to identify you, having something to, to allow you to make money, to feed yourself, to take care of yourself is important. It is, it, it's one of those things where you can't survive without money. You'll be homeless. You'll not have food. You'll not have shelter. Working is important. Mm-hmm. Having a profession is important that earns you an income. You know, mm-hmm. people, money's not everything. Money is everything. Mm-hmm. Without money, what do you have? Love. You can't, you, you can't, I, I've never been able to call, I've never been able to call any electric company and say, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pay this month's balance in love. Oh, I got so, something for that. I got something for that. <laughs> and, you know, it, it goes back to show that in this capitalist world, and I'm not saying people should be striving to get rich. I said make as much money you can. Why are you still on? Why not? Why not get rich? Why not? Why not? I work for NASA, so yeah, yeah, why yeah. not aim for the moon? If you don't make it, you'll fall upon the star. Why not aim? Why not live out your best life, your best potential? Why be mediocre in this life? Why? Mm-hmm. What is the point? What do you mm-hmm. get out of being average? Nobody ever remembers number two and number three. They only remember number one. If you're not number one, if your goals are not number one in your life, nobody else is going to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to live your best life. You have to go out there and, and, and give it your all. You only get one life. You don't get to look back and say, I wish I could have. When it's that time, it's over. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, money's not everything. You're, what they're saying is, is, I don't want to do the hard work in order to get the money I want. I don't want to do the hard work yeah. to get the material things I want. That's what they're saying without saying mm-hmm. it. That's what they don't understand what they're saying. Because you've never heard a rich person ever, ever say money's not everything. Money's not everything. Oh, yeah. You've yeah, never yeah, heard yeah. them say that. You don't That's hear it, them it, say that because, yeah. because they know money buys things. Money buys power. Money buys influence. Mm-hmm. Who does yeah. not, I mean, we're conditioned. So for whatever reason, we as a society, and I don't want to get into the race, but we as a society, as Africans, we're always taught that just, 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 just give it a try. No, give it your all every yeah. single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, yeah. that's how I live. Like, that's how I, that's how mm-hmm. I operate. Mm-hmm. 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 And, and, you know, um, and a lot of people don't know much of your background. You came from a very rough beginning, Miss um, Dr. Black. If you would have told the stories all over again, people have a more understanding, you know? I, I, I do come from, I, I come from, a, I come from a, a harder life. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a baby of the 80s. Now, my mom was one of those women, you know, she was not listening, but shout out to, shout out to grandma. <laughs> uh, she, she worked 38 years. She's retired. I mean, when I say retired, she has a pension. She has not. She doesn't collect Social Security. She's not old enough yet, but she has a pension. And one thing I did, I, I learned from her is money 
is important, especially if you have children. You got to be able to feed them, clothe them. She, you know, unfortunately, she was, uh, she was, she was not a single parent. You know, there was a father figure in the home, but my mother was a breadwinner, and I know the type of struggle she had to go through to make ends meet. And, and you know, mm-hmm. that that that's not my story to her, but I live a hard life because uh, we were one income home. Uh, I, I, I lived a hard life unnecessarily. And because of that, mm-hmm. I said, I, my new, I knew at a very early age, and that's why I went to the military. I was at, I started planning my escape plan from California, Sacramento, California, where I'm from, when I was 14 years old. I started planning my escape plan. I already had it in my mind how I was going to break the, the, the cycle, the poverty cycle, how I was going to break it. And one of those things was, I knew I, I knew I needed to go to college. I didn't know how to pay for it. And that's where the military, all they had will pay for it. Oh, say less. And the rest is history. Mm-hmm. But I understood from a very early age that you had to have a plan, execute a plan, and you have to work hard at your plan. If you want anything out of life, you have to work hard for it. My husband, he, <laughs> he, he laughs. I, I work extremely hard at my job. I do. And I make a really good salary. But oh, yeah. I make oh, that yeah, I salary that. because I work hard. My my work ethic speaks for itself. And I, I, I carry my profession. You know, a, a lot of women don't have the type of passion or they should have the type of passion. My job defines me. I am defined as a professional. I like being a professional. It mm-hmm. gives me power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as a woman, a black woman, Hidden figures. I work for NASA. I am a department lead. That is powerful in itself. My daughter gets to, as a as a brown girl, get to say that her mother. You know what I'm saying? Does to me that's empowering. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't get. I I was a stay at home mom for a little while. I didn't get empowerment. I got gray hairs and stress. That's what I got. Because I was, I didn't have anything to define me, and being a mom does not define me. I am, I was put on this earth to be more than just a mother. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I knew I wasn't going to settle for less. My daughters know they're not going to settle for less. We have rule: you, yeah. you, you don't even consider marriage until you're thirty. He may be a great guy, but thirty is when you consider marriage because you need to have your career. You need to have who you are, how you are going to be defined as a mm-hmm. professional before you get into a, a serious relationship before you commit to marriage. Because marriage in itself is a whole other conversation, but it's work. Marriage you got to show up every work. day. Marriage you got to show up work. every day and commit to being 100%. Not 50%. You got to commit to being 100% in a relationship. So you got your professional job, and then you have your marriage, and then you also have being a mother. So, yes, being a professional is extremely important. It teaches you leadership. It teaches you um, um, decision-making, things that you need for your relationship and being a parent. Professionalism is wrapped up into a whole bunch of different things if you look at it like that. People are just kind of blase, blase going through life. You have to, like I say again, have a plan for your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, one thing I would say. Can I ask a question to Mrs. Black? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, so, sir. I I don't like I was saying earlier. I'm not a fan of the, you know, stay at home mom, and I think part of the reason that I'm not a fan is because I feel like stay at home moms 
as important as it is to raise kids, that's not debatable. I feel like a lot of stay-at-home moms want to stay at home because they they find it to be easier than facing the world. Uh, a lot of black women, a lot of women in general, I'm a feminist, so I study what women say about life, but uh, a lot of professional women in general say, hey, you know, dealing with men, being in the male-dominated industry is beyond stressful because, you know, I have to, I, I don't get taken seriously, but I have to daggone deal with this and that and a third. So I can understand how some people are like, hey, this is too hard. Now, Mrs. Black, do you find that professional women are obfuscating the responsibility to be that professional, trying to duck and hide from it because they find it too hard or they're, they're to an extent, and I don't want to be rude, but we know some people in this world are lazy. Do you think some of them are lazy? Do you think that's what it is, that they're like, hey, this is easier than going out there and dealing with the crap every day. It's easier to deal with my own kids and put them in check and spank them or whatever it is that I got to do. It's easier to do that than it is to be a professional and deal with the whole stuff. What do you think about that, Ms. Black? Because I don't want to be rude, but I feel that that's a big part of how people, some women are making their decision about being a stay-at-home mom. And if you look at it, like, let's say you look at social media, you know, he pays for this, he pays for that. A lot of people, a lot of women will say, he pays for this, he pays for that, he does this and that for me, as if that's the thing. So they're like, well, I don't want to get out there and handle my own business. He's going to pay for this, that, and the third. It feels like, am I the only one? It feels a little lazy, right? Or am, I, am I overstepping my boundaries? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um... I would say that, yes, first of all, being a professional is hard. And being a, a – living up to your, your highest potential, what I mean by is, you know, your leadership, your, your communication, all that stuff when it comes to working, yes, that stuff is hard. It is. So I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to say that it's, it's, it's lazy, but I would say it's a mediocre attitude. <laughs> and I say that to say that. Yes, it is an easier job. Some people say, yeah, it's hard work. But, you know, it's also hard work finding, having your voice in a room full, of, room full of men who say you don't belong. That's hard. That, now, that's hard work. That's, that's really hard. You know, and I would say that, yes, it is easy for somebody, to, somebody else to take care of you. It is easy for somebody to make decisions for you. But who wants that? Who wants that type of control and and, and and no and to those who do it now hey it what whatever i i'm i'm not for it i don't recommend it i don't recommend it to my daughters i don't recommend it to my associates i don't recommend it to my friends i don't recommend it i don't recommend you giving that type of control to anyone i don't believe in bl- following anyone blindly i don't believe in following anything blindly you shouldn't and and allowing somebody to control basically your personal growth in a sense is is a is a stand at home is it stunts your personal growth you know so but that's just me i prefer to work because i have <laughs> very costly um habits and hobbies that i like that i i don't feel it's my husband i.e you responsibility, even though you, you, you do that and, and, and more, I like to do things for you. It's, 
I don't see any benefits to being a stay-at-home mom. I do, I would say, and, and there's a caveat, I, I would say, you know, if you don't want your, you know, the first year, you want to take off a year from work and stay home and be there to, you know, let's say nurse your child or be there for those, you know, the first steps or, you know, um, you don't want the childhood sicknesses. I get that. I get that. But I don't think it's a, it's a long-term professional goal or career. It should never be. It should never be. And I and the reason why I say this because we always say the home the the term stay at home mom. There's a lot of stay at home dads, but why are there not more stay at home dads? Because let's be very clear, there are women, i.e. myself, who can afford to have a stay at home husband. I can afford to not have my husband work. No, I listen, flex. I'm flexing. I'm flexing all day long. I can afford to have my husband stay at home. Let me do this. Let me do this. That is a fact. That is a true thing. As her husband, I confirm that. Guys, guys, guys. My husband can stay home. He can be a stay-at-home dad. But let's let's be very clear. The reason why men are not stay-at-home fathers is because they understand you're giving up a form of control. Mrs. Lax, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I can hear you. I I know. Let, Let everybody pause. One second, people. And again. Now, mind you, I'm going to get some heat for this playback. It's possible. Not say I don't care. Well, I don't really give a fuck. But I'm be honest with you. I, I do these broadcasts because I'm a man of chaos and order. There's some days I might go at the women, possibly. Yes, I do. And there's some days I'm going to go at you dudes. But at the end of the day, we're going to have the conversation, the uncomfortable conversations. I'm going to tell you a person, Mrs. Black, we got people in the comment section in this stream right now, and he finds it very offensive. And I'll tell the brother, um, Mr. ABC, please call in if you have a problem with what is said here, and voice your opinion intellectually. We'll have the conversation, brother. But anyway, continue. I, I, I'm going to say it again. I can afford to have a stay-at-home husband. My husband can be a stay-at-home husband. He chooses not to. He doesn't want to. And the reason why he doesn't want to Thank you to my husband. He went out and purchased me my dream car, not once, not twice, but three times. This is the third time it's brand new. I'm the first owner. 2021 Porsche Cayenne. My husband did that. That had nothing to do with me. I can afford to have a stay-at-home husband. He does all the things he does is because he chooses to. It makes it made sense for me. It makes sense for me. It's a flex. It's a, it, that's the first time I think I've ever flexed that. But I can afford to have a stay-at-home husband. That feels good mm. to me because that means that if something happens to my husband, I can take care of my family. That is important yep. to me. Yep. Yep. I don't. I. 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 I don't need my husband for financial stability. I love having him for financial stability. Having him for financial stability gives me a whole nother level of comfort of financial stability. But I don't, I don't rely on him to make our life what it is. I can do it on my own. And I yeah, like I that. I like the fact that if my husband got hit by a car tomorrow, we don't have to miss a beat. Mm. If my husband had to take, if my husband had to take a year off a mental break, whatever, whatever the case may be, if he said, "Baby, listen, I want to take off a year and just, I got a new PS5 and I just want to just just play Call of Duty all day," he can do that. We're not going to mm. hurt. Mm. 
Hey, Gary, can you hear That's me? That's why I'm a professional woman. I like nope. that flex can't for myself. Um, I, I heard you, Mr. Solutions. I'm sorry. I, I, so usually I want people to, like, raise their hand. I don't mind y'all interrupting, but this is not, like, an open conversation that people know that called in. But if you raise your hand, I will open it back up. I want to keep this conversation cordial as possible, you know. I know that this is going to be triggering. And I get it, but as a man, you know, I don't, I don't get too triggered too often, especially, you know, I find that black love, black couples working and gelling properly. And that's a lot, that's a lot of art we find we don't see much in this society, as a community, enough. You get me? You two have been together for over a generation now, if I'm right, and you made it work well. And I have very few friends, um, Dr. Black and Mrs. Black, that are married for over 20 years and they have made it work successful. You get me? Especially that are falling into the millennial age. This is not no gen I, I, I want, I want, I want to come in there. It's a decade. It's just a decade, 10 years. Okay, well, it, it doesn't matter. Anything that's surpassed the, the average of people that start to file for divorce, which we know is women, is now roughly under eight years as a whole in America. If you pass that, you're doing something good. You get me? And I think it's going to be a very everlasting marriage. Trust me, I know. Because I can feel it. I can hear it. I can see in the sound of voice, your actions. You, and we want to say we appreciate that. We want to say we appreciate that, your vote of confidence. Thank you. Oh, no, I, it's, not, it's, it's a promise. And let me tell you why. Because when you know someone really is um, compatible and got it really gelled up, is when you see through social media. I'll be honest with you, Dr. Black, Mrs. Black, I've never seen couples show their memories, their love. I rarely see this, personally. Dr. Black is my best friend. When I mean my best friend is, mm-hmm. he saw me, <laughs> just a little history on us. I, I, I met Dr. Black 10 years ago when I was, no, no, 13 years ago when I was in the military. And I was, in, I was currently going through a divorce, and I was eight months pregnant. And every day he used to see me walk, I used to get my exercise like walking to the farther way back. And he would stop and talk to me. How am I doing? How, how am I feeling? Just, you know, checking in on me. You know, let me know I look good. I look nice. Did I eat? Just random stuff. Then I get out the military and go to college together. And he's always in college, you know, do you want some snacks from the snack? He was literally genuinely my friend. He, let's study together. Let's do this. Let's do that. He was genuinely my friend. When I needed him to to help me in life when I was in a bad situation and, and help me with our precious baby girl, I need somebody to help me um, care for her. He was there. It was not a question. He is my friend. Before he was my fiance, before he was my lover, before he was my husband, he was truly my friend. And because we have a friendship that goes beyond a romance, we also have a mutual respect for each other. We also understand each other. We, we talk like friends, not just on some romantic stuff. We talk genuinely 10, 12 hours out the day about dreams and aspirations and things we can do better in our relationships, things we can do better with parenting. We talk about Lots of things. So when I say that our relationship is beyond the romantic point, we we are we are attracted intellectually. He stimulates me. I stimulate him. It's it's beyond just the 
know, so a lot of people, you know, have this whole, you know, we're in a relationship. No, he was my friend. He is my best friend. You marry, when you marry your best friend, your relationship looks totally different. Mm. I, mean, I didn't have to, you know, I didn't marry him because we had children together. There was no, no reason other than the, 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 the merging of two great CEOs of major companies. Our relationship was a, a merger in a sense, and it's, been great, you know. It's like what was it? Is it T-Mobile and Sprint? The merger is you know, we're, we're we're it's not a hostile takeover. It was a merger. So when you do that, your relationship looks different. And I I I think he he would say the same thing with his with his with his handsome self. I'm sorry, I just had to do that. <laughs> but you know chaos. You know chaos. Like she's quoting parts of my book because I'm writing a relationship book. That's why you invited me on the first place uh, on our first yeah. interview. I'm writing a relationship book, and she is the balance of that because I have a male perspective, but I'm a feminist. And if I'm trying to help heterosexual couples thrive, I can't have an only male perspective. No matter how much of a feminist I am, I'm still not a woman. And some of my critics want to want to call me out as if that matters and say that I'm acting like a woman or I'm a woman because I'm a feminist, and they're ignorant. They don't understand what feminist means. It just means gender equality, but I need to have someone who is an actual woman and, and, and rely on woman experience. Anyone who's actually writing a book, taking seriously what they've done or what they're trying to accomplish, they're going to have to do research. And my wife is part of my research, and she's quoting some of my lines where I say that you want to have, you have to be the CEO of your own life. Ladies, mm-hmm. you have to be the yeah. CEO of your own life. Men know that already. So we need to tell the women that. And women, you need to be the CEO of your own life. And, it, and you can think about a company that, that recently merged, and, and, and you think about T-Mobile and Sprint. That's the biggest one that, that of recent memory that's very popular. Mm-hmm. And, and I say, why did T-Mobile merge with Sprint instead of Boost Mobile? And the reason is because if, if Boost Mobile doesn't have what it takes to be on T-Mobile's level, so if T-Mobile had went to Boost Mobile, it would be a hostile takeover. Boost Mobile wouldn't have the power, the right, the anything to have an equal partnership. And so my wife is talking about us merging and not being a hassle takeover because a lot of people get into relationships. They get into relationships, they're married, they're dating, whatever, and they don't have the equal power. So it's a hassle takeover. One person is the dominant, one person is submissive. I don't believe in that. And I didn't offer that to my wife because that's not what I wanted. That's not what I had to offer. I offered her a partnership, T-Mobile and Sprint. And we are equals. She can afford to keep me home. I could afford to keep her home. But what we're really doing is stacking on top of stacking on top of stacking. The way I got her a 2021 Porsche Cayenne, her third Porsche, she told me five years ago what her dream car was. And for the last four years, she's had it. And that's because I only have two bills. Can you believe this? I have two bills. Mm -hmm. I have two bills. My wife is a professional woman. I have two bills. The mortgage in the car. And she won't let me buy a second car because she's like, I work from home, so we're not going to waste the money. So I said, okay, respect. That's my queen. I'm not going to buy a second car. I'm just going to buy one hell of a one car. And I worked my way up from a used 11, 2011 Cayenne to a used 2017 and now a brand new unused 2021 because I only have two bills. I have a daggone mortgage and a car note. Point blank, period, end of story. And, and that's the kind of thing you could do when you have two people who are compatible, you marry your best friend, and you're respecting each other, and you have a merger instead of a takeover. How many men out here are talking about, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man, 
but they don't have their dream car. And their wife don't have her dream car. So nobody's getting the, the best that, they, that they, they think they deserve. And now you start to build resentment. And you're looking at, well, why don't you have the best? Because you didn't have a merger. You had a hostile takeover. You got someone who works at McDonald's, somebody who was cute at the bar, bar girl, and she can't help to build you up. And so you boss her around, and, and, and you still can't do it on your own either. That's my problem with the people in the manosphere that, you, you know, you, you obviously are very familiar. You talk to those guys. You, you work mm-hmm. with them. You, you, you communicate. That's my problem with the men in the manosphere, that okay. you are ignoring the power of partnership. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire. The only thing, what's the only thing better than one billionaire? Two. The only mm-hmm. thing better than being Beyonce, gorgeous, beautiful, is having, or let's put it the other way around, the only thing better than being Jay-Z is having Beyonce, not because she's beautiful, because the moment Jay-Z got married to Beyonce, they were a billionaire. Not he was a billionaire. They were billionaires. She was a half a million, half a billion in there. He was a half a billion in there. They became billionaires the first day they were married. So mm-hmm. all the people in the manager are talking about being a man, da 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 they can't do simple math. The only thing better than you being the man, being great, is having somebody else great on your team. And that's what I have. I have someone else great on my team also. And I love it. And she treats me well, and I treat her well. She makes my investment in her seem brilliant every time. Mm-hmm. And other people can and have that if they clear. their partner. My husband runs the relationship. He may, you know, maybe, you know he always says, do you think for my queen? What I mean by this is my husband is, he's the head of our household. You know what I'm saying? It's not, I don't, because he's proven to be great at it. Listen, I got a whole bunch of other things. I'm looking at recipes. I'm, I'm, I, got, I got things to do. Listen, I, I chose to get, give up my, let's say, my power, my voice. Not No, my voice is I express. I use my voice all the time. But my husband is the head of the household. He's the one who makes the majority of decisions that I ended up with a new car um, because he has proven to be great and successful at it. Like I said, I got things to do. But if I need to do it, I can. I'm a department lead. Obviously, I can make decisions. Obviously, I'm great at it. I just choose to take some time off and let my husband do it. It's a lot easier. And it it just, it it makes, like I said, but if I have to, when it comes time, if I told my husband, hey, no to this, or or show me how this can work, he, he has no issue with doing that. So, like I said, it's. People who want to, you know, I, I, I should be, you know, the head of the relationship or you should do this. You, you need to prove it just like any other job, just like any other position. Prove to me why you're capable of being in that position. And I, I think women should definitely um, um, take that, that idea. If you're going to be a stay-at-home mother, my husband does not agree with it. But I, like I said, sometimes there are reasons, there are caveats for it. But if, there, if that caveat applies, then it needs to be proven that it can be done successfully for whatever period of time. I think there should always be a time limit on it. If it can, if you have a special needs children or, or other caveats that cause for you to, it's more um, um, economically responsible for you to stay at home. I understand that. But for those who it's not, and it's just kind of a easy way out, it, it, it's going to put you in a position of, 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 of bad taste and, and resentment. Okay. Okay. Oh, um, it can. Tyrone. It can. Oh, let me. Yes, I'm here. Tyrone, Tom, you there? What's your question? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, how you guys doing? Um, I I, I want to say I, I'm enjoying the conversation. 
you guys energy is off the chain and um i'm glad that to hear that you guys are addressing the manosphere from a, a married couple's perspective um i confront the manosphere <laughs> um from my perspective um as a single black man um but of course i can't do it like you guys do it and you guys are hitting all the points that needs to be hit when it comes to addressing uh the manosphere I, from my perspective i think that is it's sad that black men are publicly making these statements um you know critic we criticizing black women and, and 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 downplaying how important modern families are which is what you guys are and to hear that both of you guys are in the workforce and you guys are making it work compared to what they promote which is a 1920s nuclear family type uh situation and they're trying to force that mindset on families today it just doesn't work and i'm glad that you guys are both in your careers and you're both uh okay with uh you know your child children being involved and and you guys are working it out how it should be today in my in my opinion and this need to be heard more on social media because we hear a lot of the other the other the other uh, way people think by making Mr. women Mr. Tyrone to was it Tyrone sir Yes, you yes, said yes, Tyrone yes. was your name, sir. If you uh -huh. if you could do me a favor and and check me out, and if, if you don't mind chaos, I need to make a plug to my to my my uh, social media. I'm on okay, as Dr. Black B R B L A Q U E at Dr. Black. That's Twitter, mm -hmm. that's Instagram, and that's my TikTok. I just dropped a gang of TikToks today talking about this subject. So I need you, Miss Tyrone, to come on and support uh support the page. I have a conversation. Most of my videos, I'm talking two women, but I need some brothers who support women because that's what I am. I'm a feminist. I'm the black male feminist. I'm a male who supports feminism, a heterosexual male who supports feminism. And, and I think we need more of that because we can't keep having the manosphere be the loudest voice. You know, if extremists right. are always the loudest, but those of us who are reasonable people need to speak up. And that's the entire purpose of my page, to be a reasonable person speaking up because I not only have a wife that I love, I have daughters. I can't teach my daughters the garbage from the manosphere. I'm supposed to tell them to go out there and just submit to some guy and end up like every other girl because the manosphere is missing two major points. What does following them lead to? I asked a dude, I had an argument this week with a guy who supposedly supported the manosphere, and, and I was like, what have you achieved? What have you accomplished? What does, if we actually listen to you, where would that bring us to? To nothing because 1920 has passed, and we've seen where that's got us. 1920s attitude brought us feminism. Women stood up and said, enough is enough. So we've already tried it back in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s. So if we follow them again, how is it going to be any different? And secondly, I, I, this, this, we were arguing, and it was like, well, you know, I, I follow these great men in the manosphere. I was like, who are these great men? Oh, she he named a couple of them, and they're millionaires, and I'm not a millionaire. I said, okay, I'm not a millionaire. That's true. But you came on, and I really appreciate what you said, Mr. Tyrone, because this is key. I have something that nobody in the manosphere has that nobody in manosphere can have. I have a happy wife at home. I have a successful relationship. There might be some dudes out there who have more money than me. Okay, I never said I was a richest mm -hmm. one. And even if a person has more money than me, there's someone who has more money than them. So I'm not even sure if that matters. If a person necessarily has more money than me, I'm a, I'm a, I am a high value man, but there's men in the manosphere who have more money than me. Absolutely, there's like four of them. Not many, but there's four. Okay, so let's say there's four men that got more money than me. But there's women who got more money than everyone in the manosphere. We don't even have to say Oprah. We could talk with Alicia Keys. We could talk about uh, lots of other females who are 
feminists who got twenty tens of millions of dollars. So the marriage fair isn't like some successful entity. They've already lost this argument. I'm just proud and happy to have it against them to support women. And I'm with you and anyone else who wants to join me, Dr. Black, D-R-B-L-A-Q-U-E on, on, on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, uh, um, what's it? Tw- uh, TikTok. Come support us and let's support women. Cause that's what I'm about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Yes, sir. I got you. And um, chaos. And chaos. To your yeah. topic with the, the professional women versus stay at home, I think they they hit it on the head. Uh, it's it's basically a choice. Um, if mm-hmm. if you're in that in that situation where you can't stay home and afford to stay home, or if you choose to, or if you don't, or if you if you want to be a professional life and be in the workforce, then that's your choice also. So I think they they hit it. And I want to say thank you guys again. I'm I'm hanging up now, chaos. Thank you for your support, sir. I love to see you on my pages. Thank you. And and Chaos, I want to go back to a point that you had made and you had Mm -hmm. asked um, the benefits of being a professional versus a stay-at-home mom. And and one of the the things that I hit on the – one of my notes that I had was personal accomplishments. And the reason why I say this is personal accomplishments is, you know, if you're not accomplishing something, you're not going to feel good about yourself. And that's going to – reflect on how you treat others and how you present yourself because you have some type of insecurity, some type of shortcoming. And people don't want to admit that about themselves. Personal accomplishments are very important to your mental health. So I say that being a professional gives you something to work at and succeed at every day. And me being a professional in a male-dominated industry, um, I, 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 it's really hard for me, but the great thing I have is I have a, a secure husband who is not challenged by my income or my position and my profession. He's able to talk to me and say, hey, honey, this is what happened at work today. And he gives me a male perspective on how to handle it and how to go in the next day and, 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 and reinvent and recreate myself. And it's, it's a great thing because he's like, listen, this is, how, this is how a man would handle it because I'm in a male-dominated field. And, and that's, a, mm-hmm. that's a great thing. Every, and, and, and a lot of uh, this make goes back to the point of, is it easier to be a, a, a stay-at-home mom? The more and more I think about it, yes, it's easier. Yes, it's a lot. It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to just deal with your kids and then deal with people, like people in the manosphere, uh, people who are not, people who, who, who believe women should stay at home, women who believe that you don't belong there. It's a, it's a lot easier just to stay at home and, and deal with your kids and to deal with the world. So, yes, I do think it's, it's easier to be a stay-at-home mom than it is to be a professional in the, in the interpersonal relationships that you have to create with other adults. Yes, it's a lot easier to deal with children. Yes. And one other thing, and I'll be honest, there are some women, and you know personally, um, Mrs. Black, if you know around your personal life, that there are some women that, let's be honest, they can't handle real tough world out there like that if they're in that profession, if they get a certain degree in certain fields. And I say most of them say, you're better off pairing with a partner and doing the basic stuff, you know, if, if you can't cut it. Because let's be honest, that is a different environment. That's a different monster in itself. And the women that have done it and have thrived, and survive, I give them credit because it's not easy dealing with a male-dominant society if you have to. But I will say this personally. Because we live in a capitalist world, and I probably, um, let me ask you this question and you can answer this. Do you think, not feel, but think that um, 
a woman should, I guess, go on through life out a mate and just work up until they like, you know, they get super old and then maybe get a pension and then live off of that. You think some women should um be able to do that or should take that route? This, and especially in this capital, with this to alpha their way and don't have no man, don't no, don't deal with no relationships, no family or will have a second income like a, a man and just work until they're like 65? I don't know if that's clear enough. If you want me to rephrase it, I will. But that's the question. Um, so you're asking, is, is, would I recommend that or is that an ideal um, I, um, life I mean, to live? Idea, I mean, yeah, I, ideal or recommend. Either way, how you want to answer it. No, that, it's that, not. I, mean, I, I don't think it's recommended. I think that companionship is important. It's, imp- it's, it's proven to be important. Um, you know, some type of companionship, but I, I think a lot of people, let's be honest, the longest relationship you're going to have with anyone is self. So if you're not comfortable with self, most of those times you're not comfortable in a relationship for whatever reason, but you need to learn how to live with self because you're always, you know, women who, who don't want to have to deal with men, you're always going to have to deal with something. You're always going to have to deal with the opposite sex, whether it be at the bank, you know, a car dealership, the grocery store, you're always going to have mm-hmm. to learn to deal and to and to uh, um, coexist with the opposite sex. So there's no way to hide from it. You're just you don't want to do the work to be good at it or great at it or have you know. But I don't I don't recommend anyone um, stay at home and just collect the pension. My mother is currently single, and I'm trying to hook her up all the time. She needs companionship. You know, I don't mind taking care of my mother. My mother lives on her own. She, can, she takes care of herself. She, she pays all her stuff on her own. She, does, she doesn't need any help from not only me but a significant other. But the only way I would be comfortable with her having a significant other is for somebody to come who has their own. My mother doesn't need a dependent. She's better off being by herself than having someone who cannot bring uh, who, who is not a great merger for her. She's better off being on her own. She can afford to, to feed herself. She doesn't need a companion to the point where it's going to strain her financially. It's not, to me, it's not that serious. She comes over here and hangs out with us all the time. But I, don't, I wouldn't recommend that for anyone, and I understand why she's that way, but I wouldn't recommend that for anyone. But a lot of people don't know how to be with self, so it's hard for them to – be in a, in a relationship with someone else. So saying, you know, giving up your your financial security and your power to be a stay-at-home mom, you're kind of you're you're putting yourself in a position to to possibly be left alone with those children to raise or to be a widow and, and not have the financial security that you need. That's that's important. We have to stop telling women that financial security is not important. It is important. It is important. I don't know too many women that don't like getting their hair done, not getting their nails done. Those little things you should be able to do outside of your relationship without having to consult your husband or, or your wife or whatever the case may be. It, it, it's, it's for you. It's not for anybody else. You work okay, for your I gotta, I got to say these two quick points. Like I was going to say, one, you know, my wife – obviously brought up the great point that that we seem to agree. It's the first time we really talked about it, that, you know, it is easier to stay home and be a stay-at-home mom. That doesn't mean it's easy. She's saying it's easier. 
very different. It's easier to be a stay-at-home mom and deal with the children that you create from your own body than to deal with other human beings who don't have, you don't have authority over on a daily basis like a professional person would have to do. But I was going to also say that, that there's, there's pros and cons to, to being a professional versus a stay-at-home, and we got to look at those. And I think when you look at the pros and cons, you can have, you know, some understanding. There's a, it's a, a beautiful thing to raise a child and to watch them grow and for them to succeed in life. That, that is what you call priceless. There is no amount of money that you could put on that. So you say, I do say money is everything, but you can't put a price on everything. Some things are, are priceless, like the Mona Lisa, and I don't think any of us think the Mona Lisa is a particularly good-looking piece of art. Anyway, so it's Correct. priceless to be a good parent, and it's priceless to make the next, be part of making the next generation of quality people. But also, you've you got to have, like my wife said, you have to have your own identity, and society has determined that your identity is your profession, and you get to choose it. So given the power up of choosing that, you shouldn't, you shouldn't take that lightly. You shouldn't, you, I don't think you should take it at all. You should always stick to being, you know, choosing your identity and, and, and being something more than, than temporary parent. You look like a, being a parent is a temp job, no matter which way you slice it, it's a temp job. No matter if you do it well or you do it badly, it's a temp job. And so you got to think of something that's going to be more permanent than just, yeah, I was out here raising these kids, you know. So mm-hmm. to that end, I'm saying we got to consider that and we respect stay-at-home mom all the way, but I just don't think I would – I just can't advocate for it. I have to advocate for for more than that. I have to advocate for being more than that. And that's my personal opinion. I appreciate you letting me say that and, and, and my, my wife sharing her, her views as a professional you know, because I keep saying, you know, my opinion is just a male's opinion and I'm not going to be able to, I don't, I don't find, I don't think I should overstate a woman's opinion and let the women state it for themselves. You know, they are, they, they can speak, let them speak for yourself. And I'm thankful that my wife can speak to the point. The last thing I was going to say is the manager is out here telling women to follow the male's lead just blindly. And, and, and I, and I was going to say, which one of them have a successful relationship to even be able to judge this point? Mm-hmm. You know, the man is fair is out here saying women need to be submissive. And, 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 and while admitting that there's not a lot of uh, uh, successful black men, a guy told me that the, the average black man makes less than the average black woman. So why aren't we going to say that the men submit to the women since the women are making more money? The women are far better, far better, really, right? The women in any school, in every school, not any school, in every school of co-ed students, student body, women are better students. And it's by far. They always graduate at higher rates. They always are at higher attendance. Men don't beat women in a single academic category. The manosphere doesn't like to talk about that, but it's a fact. So they don't beat women in any categories, and, and women need to submit to the men, even though the men are better students because, I mean, the women are better students because of what? Then black men specifically, not only are they worse students than the females, but they also turn around and women make more money than the men. So the, so the women have to submit to the lower partner. How does that even work? What math allows for that? 
if, if, if the men were, if you could point to a statistic where you say men graduate higher or men get better degrees than women, you might have a, a start of the conversation. But women are better students all around in every school that, that has co-ed. That means they're going to have high, better jobs in, in many cases. Women earn more, black women earn more than black men. So how do you even have an argument about submitting? If the person who's lesser should submit to the person who's greater, well, clearly the women are greater, right? And I don't hear anybody in the madness for telling the men to submit to their women who are making more money than them, to their women who are also taking care of those children while they are incarcerated, running around with their other kids, whatever the case may be. So I'm just looking at it from common sense. I'm a feminist just strictly on common sense. My wife graduated with a higher GPA than I did. Clearly, we have to look at these things. You know, I'm not necessarily telling people how to have a family, but if we're talking about strictly on having a heterosexual relationship, the leader should be the one who has the most leadership skills. You're not born with leadership skills. You nurture leadership skills. You put in the work to become a leader. I have a management degree. I talk about leadership because that's what I study. Men are inherently better leaders than women, and I need women to know, step up to the plate and be the leader that you can be. Step up to the plate and be the leader that you should be. Step up to the plate and be the leader that you deserve to be. Stop whining about how these men ain't doing you right because they're not doing you right because you're letting them. Ladies, you're not, the men ain't doing you right because you're letting them. You do, if you're in charge and you set the standard and you do your thing, you handle your business, you don't have to mess with these, these dudes who ain't bringing nothing to the table. I was saying to my wife, you know how if you are working on being your best version of yourself, that's going to allow you to recognize other people working on being better so that you now know the kind of people that you should mess with. If, you, if you're going to work on time all the time, guess what you're going to see? The other people who are at work on time. If you're studying to get your qualifications and be a better employee all the time, guess what you're going to see? The other people who are doing that. If you're at the library studying, you're going to see other people who – so that's the people you should be dating. Like I was in the library studying with you. Like you, you was in the, in the library, library studying when I used to come in there. I didn't come in there often, but, you know, and that's exactly the point. So these women out here complaining about the kind of men, or even worse, the men out here complaining about the quality of women – it's about where you're looking. If you're on campus studying, you will find a woman on there studying, and that's a start. It's no guarantee, but at least it's better than going to find you a girl at a strip club. What do you know about the girl at a strip club that's going to make her a lasting partnership? What do you know about the dude Paco. who served you drinks at the bar that's going to make him a lasting partnership? Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Paco. Yeah. Um, one thing, let, let's be honest. When a lot of us, and I get it because some of us are in college, women and some of the black men are in college but it always go back to the priorities that you know if we meet in and finding I guess the one it probably be better in an institution where you're more focused on what y'all trying to become and outside that institution besides people that's doing trades I'm not going to do trades you can find them if they're doing trades that be some productive editing when you find your mates and I think now because we are moving past the so-called um, alternate ways of meeting people, i.e. clubs, um, maybe some bars, whatever you want to call it. I, I look at it overall, that's not really the best way to find a mate in the long term because usually in those environments, it's always more of instant sex, easy, quick hookups. You get me? People that are probably not thinking of saying, uh, how, what you do and all that. No, it's not like no courting. The best bet... Be, and I know a lot of major concrete says best if you're a woman, and let's say you're trying to find just a mate. Let's say if you want to go there, 
then if you're in the school, then that's the best start. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, it goes back to what are your priorities, you know? I know not everybody's looking to, you know, get, um, be husbands and wives in their 20s now, like it was like 20 or some years ago. It's a little bit later now. But I would say that the best outcome is you have to do something different. And if you're looking to, you know, find the one and make it work, then that would be the best start. But like I said, everybody's different, in my opinion, and, and I look at it on, you know, People are waiting nowadays, and they just want to have fun. They're not really thinking of, you know, long-term commitments, relationships. But they sure get a lot of sex. But we're not going to go into that. Um, let me give it a call number one more time, and I'm going to read these chat room. Because you're going to like this, Mrs. Black. Um, Chan. Um, the call number is 717-908-1834. Access code 917-324-POUND. Tonight's subject, Chaos Ray presents Professional versus Stay-at-Home Woman. What is the difference? Now, are you ready, um, Cheyenne, a.k.a. Mrs. Um, Black, for me to read the comment section on the chat room? It's very interesting. Sure. You'd be different. All right. First, yourself, um, people. Um, Paco, hold your wife's hand. Good. All right. Ready? Okay. The first person that was right in the comment section, I wish I could call them. Next comment by the same person, ABC, especially. Because he's a parent... We're there, therefore the kids don't need him and his wife. Now, mind you, I'm reading the comments in the section, mind you. Next comment. He's diminishing the importance of the children by the same person, ABC. Next comment. Plus, both of y'all working equally, both of y'all having two jobs. That's another comment. The next comment by Forbes 1. I knew what the dude is saying was you off ABC. That ABC response. He sounds like one of those dudes who needs his wife to work because he can't provide. You know, ABC, as much as you talk a lot of crap in the, the comment section, it would be nice to really explain yourself, sir. But anyway, let me continue. It, 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 really, it really would. Um, I, I work. Let's just keep it real. My husband, I, I'm probably one of the most humble people, but I, I don't have to work. I choose to work. The reason why I choose to work is because I like things like freaking $400 shoes, $500 shoes for my you get husband. The red bottom? You get the red bottoms? Oh, uh, no, red yes. Bottom? Oh, of course, for me. But I like buying things for my husband. I like getting my husband things. It makes me feel good. My husband, I don't, I don't, I should do it all on my own. He can do it all on his, on his own. But why? What is the point? What is the point? What is the point of saying, you know, only one person to work, the other person stay home? I, I like the life we live. I like looking at our bank accounts. I like going to TJ Maxx on a random Saturday and blowing a bag. And there's mm-hmm. no problem. Just random stuff. Gnomes for Christmas, little wreath, some dang on coasters. Measuring cups, stupid stuff. I have the freedom to do that. I don't. I don't have to. I, I, there's 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 no competition between me and my husband. There is no there. there well, you know, there, like, for instance, there is competition between me and my husband. We're always competing to be a better version of ourselves than we were yesterday. Okay. We're always okay. competing to see who can love on each other the most. We're always competing to see who who can. <laughs> Sometimes, 
who can uh, 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 explain something to our kids the best way. Uh, we're always competing for who can give the best gifts. Uh, so, yes, there's a competition uh, in certain sense, but I, I don't, my husband doesn't need me to work. And, and, it, and to me, it's, it's really scapegoating the, the, the topic that you, whoever the caller is or whoever made the comment, you need a woman to work. You need your significant other to work the type of life you live. My husband, before I met him, while we were in college, I'm going to give you another fact. He was 27 years old. He owned his own home, his first home. He didn't mm. need me for that. He was doing on his own, with not one, not two, but three lessons. He was making things on his own. He didn't need me. He wanted me. He wanted a queen. He saw something that says, you know what? I can get more with her on my team. And I was like, I can have more with being on his team. So if there's, there's this whole, oh, you need your, your – you, you should want your spouse to do things to elevate you. You know what I'm saying? My husband likes to do real estate. You know, as a woman, it's a great thing to say, my husband, oh, you know, I need cabinets for my new house. You know what? Let, you, my gift to you, because I, I didn't go to the meetings or whatever, you, I'm going to put the cabinets, you know, in, in, in your rental property. Just let me know how much they cost. That ain't – that's that, – I can do things like that. He doesn't need me for that because he had it. But it's great to do that. So he can do other things like buy a refrigerator or a microwave for his property. We're a team. We're better as a unit. We're both a movement by ourselves, but we're better as a unit. We are much successful and much more successful as a unit. And if people understand that concept, they'll get out their feelings. Get out your feelings. If you, if you come up and say something, my husband will definitely – I'm not going to go back and forth with anybody on the internet. That's not no, no, what no, I no. do. It, it, I, it, I leave that it, to my it, husband. But what I'm saying is yeah. these, whole, these, these, these comments that hold no weight, no merit are unnecessary. You're, 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 you're showing your insecurity, and it's not cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not cute at all. All right, let me have more comments. I have a few more comments by ABC and Forbes. Um, one, he, he's laughing out loud at Forbes. Forbes says, no, ABC says, Exactly, lady. All these divorces cause ain't nobody at home. And he can laugh my effing ass off. I don't know what that is. Forbes answers, whether a person is stay at home, parent is the decision between the parent. It's similar to the abortion issue. Some decisions are personal and private. Then ABC responds, here we go. Money is everything. S-M-G-D-H. I don't know what that means. He has to explain that. And ABC responds again, that's they value system. Then he responds again. Everybody ain't looking to be recognized by other people. Then ABC responds. Wow, the couple and listen to this lady. And his last response, ABC. I wonder how long they've been married. Well, she, she already answered that. And then you know, there's comments from Tyrone. Tyrone's loving it. Yes, this is a modern black man. ABC, and he's clapping. Then ABC's eyes roll. ABC. He says I'm about 14, so I guess he's listening throughout the whole show. Um, then Tyrone Tierra says, listen to this. This is the family I promote, 20 family. And ABC says, a living, living in Cali, yes, she has some issues, but growing up, um, I guess he listened to some part of the conversation. Um, then he continues, she won't, well, let me keep that on. Um, 
And then he says, call in. And then he responds, who wants to be married to this? And then Tyron responds, she is awesome, energetic, wonderful mom. And he says he can't call in, surprisingly. And then he complains that you're loud, but I don't know why that has to do with the conversation. And then nobody wants to come home to this. That's you, ABC, but everybody's different. And can imagine their home peacefully. And then Tyron says her husband does, and, you know, they go back and forth. And let me see if this comment's done. Uh, oh, there's one more question about Alonzo. I had him on the show, and he deals with insurance. He has his own firm. He said this, and I think this is a question. One thing I don't hear you guys mention was life insurance. Many well-to-do couples forget about that in business. They use C-O-L-I, corporate own life insurance for business exit strategy and experience as well as a buy-sell agreement. I'm not sure if, if that's something you want to respond or you want to leave that alone. He's, a, he's in the insurance business, Alonzo Hall. Did you get the question or the thing I read? Hello? Let's see if anybody's still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah. That's that's I think that's a question he posed along the hall about something about insurance. You want to read it again, Marco and Mrs. Left? No, no, no. You don't got to read it for us because we uh we didn't talk about all of our businesses. So oh, okay. uh okay. we were just talking about building the relationship and trying to find a good partner. Uh, definitely, life insurance is important. I don't know if life insurance is as important as people make it out to be because life insurance companies are some of the most um most um what's the word they they get a lot of profits and i'm i'm really concerned about giving people profits without getting uh fair compensation i don't feel like you get enough compensation from life insurance companies because in the end of the day how do you win in life insurance you freaking have to you have to die so i would rather mm -hmm. have another mm -hmm. an alternative benefit system and my alternative alternate benefit system is I, I like to advocate, and my wife and I's plan is to get as many properties as I can get, as we can get. So that is going to be her. If I pass away, my wife collateral? has properties. Well, not necessarily collateral, but they're going to be they're going to be assets that she can access in the absence in my absence. If I pass away, she's going to have assets. Properties are going to be those assets, and I, and I don't need a life insurance company to give me assets. Because when I pay a life insurance company, I'm just giving them the money. And I have to wait and trust them to, to pay out my, my spouse, my beneficiaries. Well, if I give my wife properties, let's say I give her, I have a plan to give her five properties this year. If I succeed in that plan, that's going to equal over a million dollars. Is that, what's what's going to come to her sooner? The million dollars that she can liquidate in properties? or a life insurance plan. The life insurance policy is going to take a long time, and there has to be bureaucracy to get to it, bureaucracy that she doesn't need. In the absence, if she loves me and misses me, she's mourning my death. The last thing she needs is bureaucracy about how to access the benefits that she should have. So our plan now. isn't life insurance. Our plan is, our plan is, uh, my, my, my real estate, I have a mentor and we're working on real estate and she's going to be able to liquidate those properties. And if she needs to, she might be just keep them going, but it's going to be her, her, her choice. 
and and she's a professional woman. I could trust her with that choice. You know, she graduated college. I saw her. I was there. You know what I'm saying? And so I mm-hmm. think life insurance is great, but I have a different perspective. I don't. Also, I don't believe in 401ks because 401ks take. And this is something if you read about uh, real estate, if you read Rich Dad Poor Dad, he says 401ks take your money, but they never tell you how much you're going to get back. And that's a huge issue. If you're an investor, how could you invest in something that you don't know the ROI? So if, a four, if all of us get into a 401k, it is a scam from that perspective because, yes, you make money from a 401k, but you don't know how much money the company made from your money. So when they give you back, let's say, $1,000 a year or $50, you know, $500 a year, well, what if they made 500000 off of your money and they gave you 500 would that still be a good investment? Absolutely not. So I get a Roth IRA, I get a Roth 401k, but I don't get no no 401ks. I'm not even with it. 401ks is definitely a scam. Definitely a scam. And, so and yeah, it's interesting you mentioned a 401k. Um, I don't know if we really covered this. Um, but if you think about it, they said it's going to be, I guess, um, in the next 13 years if my math is right, in 2034, that there's no money in a lot of those things. But there wasn't really much money anyway because they keep pushing the age back. Because people don't really know what is being going in and going out. You get me? That's the problem. Um, and every time it crashes, yeah. you lose your money. That's another thing. And every that's, time and the market that's, crashes, that's you lose your know. money. Remember the big so, crash 13 years ago? Yeah. We're, yeah we, it wasn't that long ago. We were old enough to remember. We are old enough to remember. So, yeah, I'm not with the 401Ks. That's not for me. And other people who are, that's their business, but I'm not with it at all. So, yeah. so that, you know, that's, my, that's our plan. You know, thanks to those who do life insurance and good luck, but we have a different, we have a different path that we're going to take. Yeah. That, was your, or that was your question about life insurance. We got a different plan. That, that was from Alonso. I wish Alonso would have called him because he's more in the field that he has a profession. He has his own firm in that field, so. I'm going no more deep with that. But here's an interesting question by ABC he asked. And this is a very, I don't know if this is a logical question. This is the normal question majority men ask. He asked and says, Gary, ask them why we got all these kids out here with no daddy in the home. Now, I'm not sure why ABC is asking that because you're involved with your children. So I'm not <laughs> sure if if anyone, do anyone y'all want to very, very much? My husband, I mean, let me, let me, let me say this as a, as a woman. <laughs> My husband actually is a better parent. You know, it's it's one of those things where he he's he's more patient, he's more uh, understanding, he's less emotional, which means he can make more rational decisions. I'm more of a friend. Hey, girl, let's do this. I, I'm I'm neither one of us necessarily have to be the disciplinary because both of our children are are great, but. Um, my my daughter, my 13-year-old, is not from my current husband. She's from my first marriage. But I <laughs> I decided I wasn't going to have any more children after my first marriage for obvious reasons. I didn't want children by different men, um, just point blank okay. and period. And I had my daughter later in life. Um, I was almost 30 years old when I had my daughter as well. So, uh, you know, I, I, I was knee-deep in my career. I, was, I had been married for a, a long period of time before my daughter came along. But um, I don't I – don't, I think his question or his lines of questions or his comments 
are, once again, um, kind of shallow, and, and they don't really have any, any meat, any content, because we're, you, what you're commenting is opposite of what we're saying, so you're kind of creating your own narrative. And that's fine, but don't, don't mix your story with our story. That's actually that not fine because that's called a non sequitur. That's a logical fallacy. That's not related to the topic. Why there's so many single, uh, why there's so many children without fathers is not something that a feminist or a woman can answer. The reason why there's children without fathers is because men overwhelmingly abandon their children and they're, they're able to because women have to force the child out of their body physically. If men have to give birth, there would be less children just automatically. Men wouldn't do it. And if, they, and if they had it, they would be around the children more. But the person who gives birth is kind of stuck with the child. So another issue that the manosphere hasn't addressed while they're just trying to subjugate women is how are you going to force men to stop leaving their children? That's not something that, that women can answer. We need to talk to the men about leaving the children, not the women. The women aren't leaving the children. The women are there with the children. We know that statistically that's a fact. How are we going to get the men to stick around and be better fathers I don't know the answer to that. I know I stuck around, and I'm thankful, very fortunate to have a second daughter that I didn't necessarily birth but, or, or, or create, but I'm extremely happy to have a second daughter. But how can we get men to stick around? I have no idea, and I don't know if anyone has an idea, but that's something that he needs to answer if he thinks he has all the, all the answers, but that's not part of the show. <laughs> non well, unrelated. I'm going to answer ABC's question. ABC. In regards to the topic at hand, I don't mind you put out these questions, these troll questions, and you're not calling in to really stay on topic. I respect that, and I respect even better that you don't call in. Now that I'm reading the comments, that it shows me that, bro, you're more red pill than me. <laughs> and, and, he, and here's the funny thing, and Parker could vouch for it, and Miss... Um, Black China could do that. I'm not responsible for some of these dudes. On the average, if they decide they don't want to deal with the children, I'll look at them and say, okay, fine. But at times, if I'm going to deal with you, if if we're friends, I'll have to look at you sideways as a man in the long term. You get me? Because we entertain Absolutely. the circles we, we entertain. And this applies for the women as well. If you find that you're so-called good, good best friend, your best friend, best friend, best friend, is doing some ratchet stuff that's outside your nature and character as a woman that we represent, I will hope that you do the same as well. And the reason why, because some of these circles we keep around don't really breed progress. It breeds stagnation in the long term. I don't have all, I don't have kids like that. And I don't want to have a whole bunch of kids running around here without me being involved with my children, period. So I don't have these problems. So for any average man that sit there and feel that it's going to sleep with some chick that they don't feel they want to commit in long term, that's on you, buddy. And there are some men in the space that sit there demonize some dudes that do that. You get me? But overall, you know, for, for that question that ABC put out, I mean, like I said, ABC, that, that, that's you. Over, I don't really concern those type of men that don't want to be involved with a children. I look at them, if they're going to produce children, the only thing that they, they got punishment in this society is child support. And right now, child support ain't shit in America right now. 
Unfortunate. Unfortunate. So that's all. So I'm about to wrap this up. We've been on it for such a lengthy time. Wait, matter of fact, what's this? She was advocating not staying home. Well, if, if she was advocating not staying home, then what's your solution, ABC? And that's the last comment I'm reading off for you because you're not calling into the show. You're not going to sit here, leave comment, comment. I'm going to read no more comment after this. If it's a problem that she had throughout the whole message, which I create the subject to have the conversation, and let me go to let people that's going to listen to this broadcast. The purpose of this broadcast tonight is because I'm hearing the constant dialogue of women that work and women that don't work and stay at home. And I've been hearing this abruptly for a good while now. And I know a few people that have worked, and today I learned a little bit more from you on Miss Black more than ever than on the breakdown. Because let's be honest, if you notice, um, you there, Miss Black? Yes, I'm here. Hello? I'm yes, beyond I'm here. Can you hear me? Those, those ladies over there, they're only catered to the dudes because they make some money. I'm saying this personally, and they're not going to hear this, this fucking broadcast. You get me? I, listen, I, I, I know Sister George personally. I, I served in the military with, with her. Uh, I, I, I have a great deal of respect for her. I actually worked with her, not just I know her from the military. We actually worked side by side. I, 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 will, uh, I enjoy listening to the ladies. I support them. I support people's views. I, what I'm going to say is, is that communication is very key in any relationship. Whether you choose to be a stay-at-home mom, whether you choose to stay home, uh, as, whether you choose to work outside the home as a professional, make the decision prior to having children and prior, uh, prior to having children, don't, let, don't allow yourself to be pushed into a corner. Communicate your, use your power, use your voice. Communicate your wants, desires, needs as a stay-at-home mother or communicate your wants, desires as a professional. Either which way you have to communicate, you have to use your voice. Yeah, so, okay, at least I know that now I have a different perspective. But like I said, I have my own views about what's over there, to be honest with you. I'm not going detail, but like I said. And I, mean, I, say, everybody, I, everybody, I, want, I want to say one more thing. I was a stay-at-home mom for a while. I, I, I wanted to give more context to this just, just short because I don't want to get go down the rabbit hole with, you know, questions. Mm-hmm. But I was a stay-at-home mom for four years while I was in, while I was in college, military pay. And, and I will say it was a great experience, you know, being able to – to, to be there for my child, but I will also say that I struggled. I gave up my power as a career professional to my prior marriage in order to be a stay-at-home mom because I was told certain things would, you know, would happen, and they didn't. And I suffered consequences. And I tell people all the time, the only way to control the situation is to, to have some type of input. And to have some type of input is to have your, you know, some type of uh, uh, profession, financial contributions, that's important. That's important because you, you have to prepare yourself for the day that you have to take care of your children. It's, it's nobody else is about you and your children, and, and that, that's important. I, I was, like I said, I was a stay-at-home mom for four years. I struggle. I struggle. And, and luckily my daughter doesn't recognize that struggle. And it, it was only a short struggle, but I still struggled, and it was unnecessary. Okay. 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 All right. Well, that's all I'm gonna say. I'm I'm drained out, man. I think I, I covered a few questions, and I think everything is answered. And I hope that people, you know, learn something from this, both the men and the women. 
and you know it gives a lot of them that will listen to this broadcast they do that it gives you the outlook to look at things you know and not to be ashamed that you do bring do you bring some value is what you really know yourself before stepping into any relationships moving forward if you don't know yourself know what you are what you're capable what you actually bring everything else you do in life is all of nothing and you should be clear and have of understanding as a woman young woman 18 up before you know any or do any relationship you should have a firm understanding of yourself you know what you are what you have what you bring your purpose and that takes time but I guarantee you, if you do the little work the counseling if needed you'll be fine that is chaos reigns message any close remarks um mrs. black yeah Thank you for having me on. I enjoyed the conversation, and you have a great and successful week. Do great things. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Gary, let's I get that con- let's get that contact information again, man. Oh well, um, I'll do this. Um, because you know she is busy, man. You can contact Doctor Black because he's going to do more of this, and I will help Paco any way I can once once he really is um gets everything done. That you know, you know, you know, you know where Doctor Black is. Doctor Black, you there? You know, I got. Oh yeah, you, I'm gonna give my, I was gonna, I was gonna shout it out in my closing remarks. So thank you, Chaos, for having myself on, especially having my wife on as a guest. I feel it's very important to have both sides of any conversation. It's called creative, constructive criticism. It's called constructive mm-hmm. thinking that you have both sides. So um, I, I appreciate you having my wife because. All of us men talking about women without women's input, to me, is worthless. So we have a woman's input, and I appreciate that. If you want to have this conversation, my purpose on my social media is to be the antithesis of the manosphere. It's to show that I'm supporting women, that I believe in gender equality, that I respect human beings, which includes women. You can't only respect men. I respect all human beings. I'm a humanist. This includes women. So... I am here to fight against people who disrespect women. The manuscript is a clear and obvious disrespect of women. That's their goal. That's their go-to. And I want to be the person who's standing up for the respect of women because all black men are not a monolith. We're not all the same. We're not all thinking the same. Some black men feel that they need to disrespect women to make themselves feel greater. They're obviously little men who are weak. The rest of us men who don't feel that we need to disrespect women to be greater, who can be great without disrespect, Join me, stand up for women, make the family better, make the society better, show leadership, mentorship. Dr. Black, at Dr. Black, at B-L-A-Q-U-E. That's B as in boy, R, excuse me, D as in dog, R, B as in boy, L-A-Q-U-E, at, that's my page, at Dr. Black, um, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, I got TikTok booming. I would love for you guys to come on, ladies to come on, leave your comments. If I'm wrong, tell me. Like I said, I don't have the the same reverence for stay-at-home moms as other people do. Let's talk about it. Maybe you can educate me on why I should have a greater reverence for for stay-at-home moms. I'm advocating for professional women all around because I feel that each person should have their power. No one would say be a man, be a stay-at-home father, and do nothing. Even if you did stay at home with your children for a few years, they're still going to say, have a profession, represent yourself, you know, decide who you want to be. And I'm saying the same thing for women. So if I'm wrong, let's talk about it. I talk about mental health. Thank you, Chaos, for mentioning that mental health. We all need uh, mental health professionals that are out there. That's a real solution. We should use them. We should get better. 
You know, I'm working on my book. It should be finished here in a few months, you know, about relationships. I believe the current state of relationships obsolete. Current state of relationships obsolete. I'm giving solutions on how we move forward with a better view of, of, of having relationships and maintaining relationships. Because right now, like my wife already said, two out of three marriages end in divorce. How can we change that? How can we bring that number down? I think the problem is we're looking at them in an antiquated view. We're looking at romanticism, Victorian era thinking, everyone can't be a prince, everyone can't be a princess. What are we dealing with today? And so if you want to hear about that, come on my TikTok. Let's talk about it until the book comes out. I appreciate you, Chaos. Again, you guys have a good night. Happy New Year, Chaos. Keep being awesome. Um, Dr. Black, I will need links through Messenger on Facebook, especially on TikTok, because I have TikTok, but I'm not surprised I'm not getting a notification of, of you, if, especially if you're doing videos like that. But please, resend it so I can double check if I'm I will. I will. I got over 20 because, videos on TikTok. I will send them to you for sure. Yeah, I want to see how, how your audience is looking at TikTok because, let's be honest, um, using YouTube at this stage of the game is kind of not pointless, but it's going to be very difficult to build a following. So now the second best thing for anybody that's trying to grow a social media presence you want to go to outlets that are just starting to grow. And TikTok right now has a billion users right now in under four years. So if people are struggling just to get their name out there, you might have to look into that Chinese app we call TikTok. I'm not, I'm not making suggestions, but I would say that would be an app to look at. But, you know, just send me the links, and I'll put that in the description of the show. Okay. Thank you. Um, let me see. Okay, guys. I would like to thank everybody for listening to today's broadcast. Um, like always, you know, I'm going to get a lot of comments, possibly or not. I'll read it in the comment section of the Chaos Rain channel at the end of this stream. Also, you want to follow me on Twitter at Chaos Rain 7. And you can now add me as a friend on Facebook, Eric Rain, on Facebook as well. So please add me to the social media that I've laid out before you. Um, be on the lookout for the next broadcast, and trust me, you want to tune in for the next broadcast. I have a special, special guest that you're going to like. Trust me, you're going to like this. And I'm going to say, person, I'm going to get back to my raw stuff, people. Don't think I'm soft now tonight. You have seen nothing to the next broadcast. Trust me. Believe me. But like always, thank you for listening. Until next time, take care and good night. I'd like to give a special shout out to my special guest, Dr. Or I should say, Cheyenne, aka Dr. Mrs. Dr. Black, as the special guest for today's stream. And also Dr. Black as well, aka Paco. And for more and greater success to the two of them. And like always, Comment, subscribe, and like this video. You can also follow me on Twitter at KSRaceSam and now add me as a friend on Facebook. Eric Grant on Facebook. Thank you for listening. Until next time, Lady Chaos Rain!